So what I told you is true, from a certain point of view. I'm like solidifying yeah, my list right now. Yeah, I've been I've been looking at it. I've been looking at mine too. <laughs> yeah. John says New Year's was good. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, I. Gosh, it really it I, it really does kind of hurt because it's like so many of these I would put like on the same level, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, but when you have to have eight <laughs> yeah. slots, uh. Yeah, John and whoever else is in here, we're gonna be ranking season two of The Mandalorian, so we'd mm -hmm. love to see your ranking as well. Yes. So put it in the chat, or put like whatever ranking you can muster in the chat. That's hard to do on the spot. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I, it's been flipped. It's especially this middle area. My God, the middle area. Yeah. <laughs> like four through seven. Were very different. Actually, four through eight. Honestly, the back half, <laughs> the back half was really hard for me. Yeah, because I didn't want to put any of them as last place. I know it. Like, there really are no bad episodes this season. Yeah, there weren't any bad episodes last season either. It's just it's like you said. It's like there were just some pretty easy like you know there was lower one, tier there was, ones. There was one bad episode last season. Let's just hey, leave it at that. Hey, <laughs> you watch your mouth. Uh, all at once, yeah. Well, like you know, see, we're doing season two rankings, so so episodes, I guess chapters nine through sixteen, mm -hmm. we're ranking them from our least favorite to our best to our favorite. So yeah, that's kind of what we're going to be doing all in this stream. Yes, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess all at once. I don't know if that's what you mean. Yeah, just kind of whenever you want. If it takes you the whole <laughs> stream, that's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Poor Carl." I guess we know which one's your least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hmm. Um. Let's see here. Uh. Let's start. Let's go ahead and start. We can just start with our. Uh, with some thoughts on the uh, the Disney Gallery. Mm, yes. You want to start with some thoughts there? Mm-hmm. So uh, we're gonna let's go ahead and do that. Um, what were you guys in the chat? What was y'all's thoughts on the if, if you watched the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, whatever the title of the freaking thing is? I can't ever get it straight. <laughs> the Mandalorian uh, season two gallery docu series X <laughs> Mega Ultra. Dot com. Dot com. Um, yeah, um, dude, I thought it was great. Uh, here, here was my. It was like great, and then also disappointing because I realized at the end, oh, that's it. They're not doing an episode every week. Um, and John says I liked it, but I missed the roundtable discussions, and I totally agree. I was yeah. hoping we were, like last season, we got those roundtable discussions, and mm -hmm. that's really I really did miss that a lot. Yeah. Um. So I was. I loved what we got. Mm -hmm. um, there was one notable thing missing, but I loved yeah. what we got. Um, I just, I was really sad when I realized, oh, crap, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was all. Because it says 
season two, and so I thought, oh, we'll probably get another episode soon. I mean, maybe they'll do something eventually that's that shows us something about Luke because mm-hmm. he was he was missing from this. I yeah. assumed it was because like. In order to keep it secret, nothing was filmed. Nothing was filmed, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I assume. So I wouldn't. I'm not holding my breath for anything on Luke there. Yeah. Although I, I would love to see it. Yeah, I would agree though that um, I missed the roundtable discussions. I was like the big thing, but what we got, I think, was honestly, I think it's closer to what I expected to get last season. Um, overall, just kind of like showing a bunch of different stuff. Um, like showing a bunch of different stuff, like from, um, what am I trying to say? From each episode, but like telling us about the process behind each one and the director and all that. Like, it was kind of like what you were expecting from the first episode that you were a little disappointed you didn't get last time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree. I think like I, in a way I preferred the format of the first season. But I also really liked, I kind of, I wish that there would be a hybrid. Like, I wish that we would maybe get this, like, big, big bang splash of, like, all this stuff. But then in the weeks to follow, maybe we'd just get a few roundtable discussions with a few directors or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would just be really cool. Yeah. And we, yeah, we still could. They could always add those. But I think that's what, like, the ideal would be. Like, if we could just get, um those round tables even in a in a separate thing you know yeah be great yeah i agree i i it was like it's like all or nothing last time we got like i was initially a little bit disappointed with the first couple episodes because i was like okay just like tell me about how the show was made like you're just talking about star wars yeah um you know what i mean Uh and i love that but like um, I, I could listen to Dave talk all day, but like I want to see the volume. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. see this technology. We eventually got to all of that, and it was fantastic. I loved how they took each episode and did a deep dive on all of that. Yeah. Um, and so all in all, I really loved the last season of it. Um, mm-hmm. But this this season, we get like one episode, and um, and we missed the roundtable, but it was an hour long. So it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was. It's just like we can't be pleased. Let's just let's just say that. Star yeah. Wars fans can't be pleased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I like the whole episode I was really looking forward to seeing like stuff with Luke and stuff and then whenever it didn't happen, I was like I was like why didn't they include it? And then but your explanation makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean that's the only possible explanation I can think of for them not yeah, because I mean, it... for them not including something as big as Luke freaking Skywalker, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that they've they've been talking about how much of a miracle it was that it was kept a secret. Like, yeah, if if there was like a filming crew on there and like people talking about Luke, and mm-hmm. there's no way it would have made it. Right. There's no way it would have made it out. Mm-mm. So that that's just kind of my perspective on it, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did really enjoy it content wise. Like what we got was really, really, really great. I loved, um, I loved seeing how much these directors all just love star Wars. Like Mm -hmm. not, there's not one of these, of these directors that I think 
they're just a director they hired to like do an episode of a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's not one single not a single one of them I did I feel that. Yeah. Uh, I see we got more people in the chat. What's up everybody? Go ahead and let let us know if you're here and mm-hmm. uh we'd love to talk to you and we are going to be talking about our ranks uh, our our season 2 episode uh ranking of the Mandalorian. So we'd love for you to share those with us as well. We're currently talking about the the uh the uh, docu-series on The Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really think that was uh, I re- that was the first thing that stuck out was, again, mm-hmm. just like last season, all of these directors just love Star Wars. I love seeing Bryce Dallas Howard uh, geek yes. out. She is probably my favorite just person yeah. <laughs> that is doing, that is like a director on the show. I yeah. just love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love... Um... I love – she seems like she's really great to work with. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like the actors really like working with her. Um, I I also loved that we got to see, like, random little little fun things like, like George Lucas being on set. Um, some – especially, like, whenever he's, like, laughing with Ahsoka in that one little shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, like, uh, John and Dave just talking about, like – like so, whenever like the Spurs, like like they'll know, like they'll know the Spurs, but yes. but but we'll get some people being like, but but it's probably this person or whatever. Right, <laughs> like, right. When they were talking about that, I was like, wow, they knew exactly what was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they really do have the pulse of the fan base, yeah. you know, and, and that's that's where I will like I'll just cave just a little bit here in this area and say like. I don't think that JJ and I don't think that Ryan Johnson necessarily had their pulse on what the fandom wanted. They made movies that I loved, but they didn't have the pulse on what, like, like we want to see this in Star Wars. We want to see this. Um, I, I do feel like John and Dave, whenever people talk about John and Dave, that's mm-hmm. what I will, like, I will totally wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. They get it because they get what we want. Like, yeah. they. I will say that. I totally get why people say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think that Ryan Johnson and JJ are, are great directors and are great are Star Wars fans. They're great Star Wars fans, but they also, you know, they they made movies that they wanted to make. Yeah. And I personally was fine with that. Yeah, for sure. Except for, except for uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that here. Yeah. The movie that has no name. Um, <laughs> but I really, dude, a moment that I really loved was seeing John and Dave talking about um, <laughs> uh, whether or not a character. I feel like John was just kind of joking around that Mando should say McClunky when he shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he shot the uh, the the rope or whatever yeah. and that le- left that guy for dead. Um, and yes. they were just like joking and, and Dave was just like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That was such a funny moment for yeah. me. I just, I just had this huge grin on my face. Cause they're just like, they're being us dude. They're, yeah. they're just being like, what if, what if that guy just said my clunky? That'd be funny. <laughs> I love that. That was great. I love that. And I also love, they were like, um, I like how they described and like d- talked through like some of the decisions that they made and certain things. Like for instance, that same section when they were talking about the Gamorrean guards, they were talking about how like, you know, in Return of the Jedi, we see we see some like like fatter 
more like like they're just they're guards type of Gamorians, but this time we're seeing like Gamorian athletes. You know, they're a little oh slimmer. yeah yeah because people complained. Do you remember people complained about those? They're like, Gamorian guards are fatter. <laughs> Do yeah. you remember that? It's like, well, they're not guards. Like, they're, yeah, they're <laughs> they're Gamorians, like <laughs> ultimate fighting champions. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I forget that he was know, in dude. Friends as I an know, ultimate so fighting good. champion. I will be the ultimate fighting champion. <laughs> That's one of my favorite, like like comedic beats i think in a friend's episode is just like her like consoling her boyfriend and then him just turning all of a sudden to be like i want to be the ultimate fighting champion well well if you remember like she thinks he's gonna propose to him yes because she found a ring service yeah thing but it's a fighting ring so good (laughs) so stupid i love it i love it i really love it it's so good um Something that I really loved in this was um, someone left a laugh, a laugh reaction on our thing. That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably laughing at the oh. ultimate fighting champion thing. Oh, it was John. Um, but uh, yeah, so what I was saying was I what I really really liked seeing was John Favreau in kind of like idea mode. Yeah. And there was this one moment when it was during Bryce Dallas Howard's episode, the heiress. Mm-hmm. And it's where they're all getting on the ship. And, um, John had the idea that because Din is not a part of this crew, he shouldn't be coming in guns a blazing with them. He should be separate from them. Kind of, kind of behind yeah. them a little bit. And that's just such a little thing like mm-hmm. that. I'd never really, thought a whole lot about yeah and then when he said that i was like oh my god yeah i mean yeah yeah i love that that's amazing he said john said because of mcclunky (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude it really it really like that that part was really great i just i just want to hang out with them i just want to have lunch with them yeah gosh um yeah so any uh, any other moments you can remember off the top of your head um the entire portion of it oh. with Robert Rodriguez was oh so good so fun like yeah and like Tamira Morrison talking about like like even like including his own culture into the style mm. of fighting um and all of that stuff like that's it's just God I love Star Wars like and I love <laughs> yeah I love like having these people creating the show that are like. That's a brilliant idea. They're not like, yeah. uh, maybe keep it to yourself. You know, like they're they're not they're not those kinds of people. They're like, yeah. that's awesome, and it it would totally like, it, that's a great way to honor that too. You know, like I just I don't know. I love it, man. That Dude, was so cool. I do. I totally agree. I I just I, f- I just freaking love it so much. Um, I what I loved was seeing uh, <laughs> was seeing Robert Rodriguez playing the guitar with with uh, Grogu dancing. <laughs> That was so... I don't... I can... I can't count on... I feel like I could count on one hand the amount of shots of Robert Rodriguez we got where he didn't have a guitar. Like, the rest of... Yeah, I mean, he pretty much always always has a guitar. Yeah. Which is so cool because it was like... It's like... They just let these directors go on and be themselves. You know what I mean? They let them run things like they would run... Like they would want to be run. Mm Mm-hmm. Whenever and that's just so cool. He he like he filmed the fight scene or Boba's like fight scene 
um, with uh, he did like the uh, what's it called the previs with his kids. Um, uh huh. Oh in their, in yes, their I love that. And it was yes. like it. It really did. It looked like the the scene that like it was so good. And, like I think John said something like like was that an action figure that you used in the thing or whatever? He's like, yeah. He's like, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You don't understand. That's what makes it awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. No, no, no. You yeah. That's what makes it awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. It's so good. It's um, great. Yeah. And, and uh, I really loved seeing Peyton Reed also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Reed had a huge part to play this season. Yes, he did. Um, he had that episode that everyone called a filler episode that totally was not a filler episode. And and then, thankfully, John and Dave gave him the finale as well. And, dude, the finale is so well-directed. It is. It's so well-directed. Oh, mm-hmm. speaking of which, I love seeing John Knoll um, working, on, working with models. Yes, they showed because they showed that for a minute, and anytime Ugh. they get to show that, I'm just like, like eating it all up. I love mm-hmm. seeing that stuff, and it was so well done for the finale, especially mm-hmm. when they were like rubber banding, like <laughs> those, those, uh, those ships out of the of yeah. the whatever <laughs> the, the star destroyer yeah, type thing, the whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude, I loved it so much. Um, yeah, those are. I guess the rest of my thoughts are like, kind of random, obviously. But um, I really loved seeing John in the director's chair. Yeah. Um, Me too, man. Kind of wanted that a little. I would have loved to have two episodes of his this year. Um, but honestly, I'm so happy with everything we got. So I'm I know. not gonna complain. I thought before we found out that Peyton Reed was directing the finale, I thought it would be. I thought John. Was going to open and then close. Yeah, I thought that was a safe season. bet, too. Um, yeah. Maybe take a book out of Amy Sherman Palladino's book. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. More Girls. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, come in at the beginning and the end of the seasons um, once you get the show going, you know. But anyways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that before we I don't think so. I, that's all I can remember off the top of my head. I enjoyed the whole thing. I want to watch it again because, like, it's like you said, I loved, like, watching all the model work, the freaking makeup, everything. Like, it was just – they have yeah. such talented people on this show. It was so cool to see. Yeah, agreed. I loved it. All right. So, everybody, we are going to start getting into our rankings for, for this season of The Mandalorian. Yes. I'm really excited about this. I want to see y'all's uh I want to see y'all's rankings and also if you could like if you guys can share this link onto your page or whatever or if you if you feel like doing that that'd be great we want to we want to get as many people in here as possible so that we can like interact with all of you guys cuz that's really like why we love doing this to begin with yeah. so uh, get as many people in here as you as you can. Um, if you know a friend that enjoys this nerdy stuff, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and we also want to see y'all's. Uh, we also want to see y'all's rankings as well in the in the comments. Drew is here. He's lurking. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Just lurking. I'll be in with my comments or my ranking comments soon." Awesome, dude. Cool. Take your time. Yeah. Deliberate. It's just Drew. It's just good to know you're here. <laughs> course as i posted earlier on your comment a wizard is never late he arrives precisely when he means to um yes me too 
I've actually been really having the urge to the the itch to watch those again. Yeah, Sarah has been too. Mm, yeah. I always am. Yeah. <laughs> like I can watch those movies any day, any time, and I haven't seen Harry Potter in like two years, and I don't really want to right now. I don't have any <laughs> desire. <laughs> like, right. None. Yeah. Even though I I like Harry Potter, I really do. I just yeah. Lord of the Rings is just something else. I know, man. Uh, all right, y'all. Uh, go ahead and yeah, let's leave your thoughts in the comments. <laughs> and also, what's your favorite Lord of the Rings movie? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's that's an very important, important to me. Yeah. Uh, ben, let's start with you, bro. What is your what is the worst episode of this season? <laughs> um. Well, first off, my favorite Lord of the Rings movie is um, Return of the King, and um, the Siege is my least favorite episode um again this whole season is so good i just had to put one at the bottom and this one was the one that was most like forgettable for me um if i had to say one was at all forgettable um Mm -hmm. like it had the one really awesome reveal of like the cloning things the m count like all that that moment was awesome has some great humor um some really great direction honestly i i liked um carl weather's direction i thought it was fun um a couple, there were a few moments here and there I wasn't a huge fan of, but like overall, I thought he did a good job. Um, Sarah and I laughed a lot during that episode. We like, we feel like it was like I remember her uh, when we finished. She was like, I, um, she was like, I feel like this was the funniest episode of the show I've ever watched. It like, is very funny, um, <laughs> and so I mean, Carl Weathers' humor definitely comes out yes. in the episode. Um, great action too um in that one but yeah i think overall it was entertaining it was good it moved the story forward it just um i think i think what i can kind of like boil it down to for me was everything else in the season um felt like season two of the mandalorian it's bigger it's crazier all that stuff and this episode felt a lot like season one um, could be because it was on Navarro. Um, but like overall it just had a big season one tone, which isn't a bad thing. I think it just, that might be why it stands out to me as maybe a weaker episode. Sure. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, really quick, John, if you go up and up to where, you know, Benjamin Hoover is now live in a certain point of view discussion group. There's a dot 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 up there. If you click on that, you have the option to copy the copy the link. Mm-hmm. You can then go to your page and and paste it there. So that's how that's how I share it. That's how I share it. Um, and then he also said, "The two towers is the best." I go back I and have, forth honestly. Yeah. Okay. Just so y'all know, <laughs> I've gone through a phase where each one of them was my favorite. So I, I know. there's a it's like one A one B one C. Yeah. But uh yeah, Two Towers is amazing. I I think right now I'm in a phase where Fellowship is my favorite, but mm-hmm. it's just because right now I love that storytelling. Yeah. Uh but I don't know. I'll I'm sure I'll just love Two Towers next year. <laughs> yeah. I know like Two uh, Towers was like my favorite one immediately. Um <clears throat> and then last time I watched Return of the King was my favorite. I think it was just cuz of I got really emotional last time I watched Return of the King. Um so sometimes that's just kind of how it goes for me. But oh, and he yeah. said that's a good way of putting it, Ben. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'll just first of all let me read John's comment because he did leave his ranking a little bit ago. 
He says the siege is also his least favorite. So there you go. I was real quick before really you continue. Confu- I I wanted to say I was really confused by the numbers at first. I was too. I was just about to say. <laughs> I was like, your but ranking system is so beyond me. I don't. know. Four, the siege gets a four out of twelve. Passenger of, gets a two out of ten. <laughs> I was like four out of twelve and two out of ten seems on par to me. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, I now understand what you were doing, and I I get it. Um, yeah, that I, we understand now. But yeah. that was that confused me as well. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I wonder if my face made any sort of a like a. It did. A weird I, face. I saw. I saw you go. You went like. You were like. <laughs> can't hide things. Yeah, yeah, John. Oh we gosh, we understand Lord. now. It was just <laughs> very confusing for the so just funny. the first glance. Uh, yeah. So John says the uh, number eight is the siege. Number seven, the passenger. Number six, the marshal. Number five, the tragedy. Number four, the heiress. Number three, the believer. Number two, the Jedi. Number one, the rescue. So that's a great list. Mm-hmm. Um, not entirely different from mine, but also not, not like mine either. <laughs> but also totally different. <laughs> also totally different, but like the same, you know? Uh, 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 let me go with mine. Yeah. My least favorite is also the siege. Okay. I guess this is like a common theme. Um, for people ranking this show, but like, I really like this episode a lot. Like this was, this is what I was saying. Like this season does not have an episode five of last season. Like, no, even if you kind of liked that episode, even you were like, that's clearly the worst one though. Yeah. I mean, I agree. (laughs) Right. It's like, like, I like like, the episode, but yeah, it is. If, I mean, you got to pick that is the weakest one of the season. That's the weakest one. This one is only the weakest one. Because, like, I guess you could you could pick it up. Honestly, dude, you could have totally started this season with this episode. Yeah. Like, because there's not, like, a ton of actual plot movement. There's character development, but there's not a lot of plot movement mm-hmm. um, that happens before that. I yeah. might be missing one thing, but, it's, like... I mean, it's a fact- transitional episode. They have to go and get the, like, mm-hmm. Moff's coordinate or something. Well, that episode, they are going to Navarro to get his ship, uh, his ship repaired because of the crap that it went through in the last two episodes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so um, and then we yeah, the, about stuff with the moth and the child. Right. And stuff. That's that's right. what it was. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I got yeah, my yeah, stuff yeah. mixed so, up. So, yeah, it's okay. the <laughs> The ship was not looking good at this point. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. But what I really love about it, though, like I don't. Like the, I'm trying to think of a criticism of it. Honestly, like my biggest criticism of it is, I guess this was the first episode of the season that, and this was the fourth episode, but it was the first one of the season that I felt like I could have used like five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I could have used like a few more minutes at the beginning, establishing how different Navarro was now. Yeah. Um, because I really, really enjoyed that part a lot. Like. Mm-hmm. That was one of my highlights of the episode. Walking through the city and it's like thriving now. And yeah. then you got the, you got the uh, IG Eleven statue in the background. Yeah, love that. Grogu I love in seeing school this. eating macarons. I love yeah, Grogu in school eating fancy cookies. <laughs> uh, 
I I just I love seeing all of that and seeing uh, grief and Kara like doing their thing and like yeah. finding their purpose is cool. Uh, I really love the blue guy, and I did not love yeah. him in the first episode. He, he really grew on me. They, yeah. they did a great job with this. Uh, I think that's a lot of Carl Weathers too, man. I, I do think that. Yeah. Um, oh God, what's if anyone knows his name? I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. The actor that plays him, uh, um, Hugo Reyes. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's Horatio <laughs> Sands. <laughs> what? You? That's another fictional character, man. <laughs> Why, why did you even think about actor. that? I, I, well, because I almost said Hugo instead of Horatio on accident, and then that oh. made me think of Lost. So, Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Horatio Sands. So he is very funny. I actually like him. Yeah. And, and and it's not like I didn't think he was a like a total bust in the pilot, but he did just kind of overdo it a little bit for me. Yeah. I guess that was what it was, or maybe it was just because I didn't know what the show was, and so I was like, "This is weird." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and but like now that I know what the show is, and then between that and Carl Weathers' sensibilities with directing, I mm-hmm. thought he was just so good. When he had that line that was like, "There's no guardrails," <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, "That is just like one of the best lines oh, all season." So the self awareness, to, yeah. <laughs> to have and, that line there. And I think that another thing I didn't point this out earlier. I think this might have the best cold open or a cold open of like any episode with um, the Mando and the child trying yes. to repair the ship, and he's like, then you "Yes, put the blue one where the red one was. You take the red wire." Where the blue one was. You put the <laughs> the red one where the blue one was. <laughs> he said, don't put them together. Don't let them... T-. He's like... <laughs> it reminded me of the squirrel on... On Emperor's New Groove. Man, so many references tonight. Really did love. I really did love that. That's You're right. That's one of the best cold opens for sure. Yeah. I think that... Um, I could have used like five more minutes, maybe even just three more minutes of like, just, just showing us the, just showing us more of the town. What'd you say? Of, of just him, him explaining how, where to put the wires. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Give me just more of that. Yeah. I loved it. No, no but the town, I could have. Yeah, the town. I loved seeing yeah. that. I could have used just a little more before they like. It's like we're there for like one minute, maybe two, and mm-hmm. then they're just like. So help us with this mission. This is where we're going. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it just happened so quick. And yeah. I'm like, okay, we're. I guess we're in this mission now. Ugh, I almost have whiplash. That's my only complaint. Really, honestly. Like, I love the humor in this episode. Mm-hmm. You were right on with that. Um, it also had some really good action. Yeah. Like, whether it's in the hallways Mm-hmm. At the at the Imperial base, or what, or even the dogfight, dude. The dogfight at the end. The dogfight's so good. Yeah, is it's so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The I mean, like the more I talk about this, I'm like, did I put the wrong one in my least favorite one? <laughs> I I just love it so much. It, it's honestly this season is so hard to rank because that's that's the worst one. <laughs> I'm looking again. It's like yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I'm like. Like I've looked at this list a few times. I'm like, I, yeah, and I like it a lot. Like I hate that yeah. I have to put it there. Yeah, sorry, Carl. Um, John, you're dead on, dude. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> was, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it really is a, a resounding sorry, Carl. Yeah. Um, what is your number seven? 
My number seven, this one's probably a little controversial. Um, my number seven is The Tragedy. Um, Whoa! So, okay. Now, again, please bear in mind. I just we know you love talked it. about my number eight, <laughs> and I talked about basically only good things. Um, <laughs> so... Um, you like this one more than that. I like so. this one more than that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love this freaking episode. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I put it below the others because to me this one was all action which is fun and awesome and i love that and it it has story i'm not saying it doesn't have story but what i'm i think what i'm saying is that this is not the kind of episode maybe that i gravitate toward um when i think about episodes i love um it felt like a sprint (laughs) um and i mean it was it was like a sprint through the episode it was in one location the entire time and then we got that one little bit on the cruiser you know what i mean it's like it was it was a very quick episode it felt like which not a knock on the length of it it's just the story that they had to tell was a very like condensed sprint of action and it was incredible. The freaking Boba fights were amazing. The, um, I love like everything where like, where Grogu was like meditating and stuff was super cool to me. Um, just knowing like he's reaching out, especially now, like he was reaching out to Luke. Um, and like, you know, we get the reveal of the death troopers, but actually I think this is where it starts to, um, get down to like why it might be my least favorite. It's like, it was, it didn't have a lot of the stuff that I look for in an episode of Mandalorian or in just a Star Wars thing, I guess. Um, and then it did have a couple of little disappointments for me. Like, the the introduction of the Death Troopers was super weird to me because they were fighting what seemed like endless amounts of stormtroopers <laughs> um, from these little transports, which, that's fine. I can suspend my disbelief on that. But, like... Um, but and then but and then whenever the death troopers come down they kind of just like like you're like oh man we're gonna see these death troopers they're gonna be so cool <clears throat> and they looked awesome and the entrance was sweet but all they did was they like circled around grogu walked up to him slowly <laughs> grabbed him and then flew away <laughs> it was just like a weird use of death troopers i think is like the the way that i would put it it's like it could have i mean like you didn't need the death troopers for that they didn't like do anything that others couldn't (laughs) really um but yeah so that's like a weird thing though like i said i love the episode i think like you know when i look at the rest of the episodes on this list though they just have maybe a little more heart and a little more um character more character moments um and I, I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of like dialogue and all that stuff, um, and so I think it's just more of what I look for in episodes of a TV show that I really like. Um, this was a really fun episode. I would watch it any day, even just for the Boba fight scenes, <laughs> um, and Fennec Shand like killing it with all the sniper rifle stuff. Um, and obviously, we have a lot of sadness here. Like Grogu gets taken. And the Razor Crest being ex- destroyed was like a huge shock. Um, 
and that sets up for stuff later, obviously. It's a really important episode. Um, I think that just as a standalone episode, it's um, just one of the ones that I would say is at the like bottom of my list for the season. Just because I love the other ones so much more. <laughs> you know? Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I totally get it. I disagree, but I, know, I totally get I it. Um, I like it. I mean, I don't like it, but I accept it. I what's that? What's that line from Solo? I don't. I don't remember. I don't like it. I don't agree, but I accept it or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I love it. Um. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I have more thoughts on that episode, but I'll wait. Yeah. Um. So my number seven is the passenger. Um, a lot of people like this one a lot less than even I do. <laughs> Drew says the lurk is nearing its end. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Yay. Yes, I can't wait to hear your thoughts, bro. Um, thick jar and Ben, you want to pin that it. to I the... Got it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, bro. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Anyway, what I was saying was, uh, and again, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say this after every one of them, but, uh. I genuinely love all of these episodes. <laughs> Please don't, the, think, don't like it. Yeah. But the Passenger is one that is maligned by a lot of fans because it's a filler episode. Um, for those listening in on the podcast version of this, I just did quotation marks. Um, air quotes. But, yeah, that is not the case for me at all. I just, if I have to, if I have to rank this episode, I don't know how I put it ahead of the rest of them. Um... But I really did enjoy, actually, the direction of this episode more than the next couple that I have in my list. It's really more of the, um, I mean, it, it, it is so, I generally tend to to gravitate toward the, the emotional aspects of Star Wars and, yeah. the, and the deeper stuff. And uh, this episode had a lot of great stuff in it, but it didn't necessarily have the depth to it. You know what I mean? So I think that's why this is lower. Yeah. I genuinely love the adventure of this one. Like yeah. this is, I will go to bat for this episode at any moment. Like if I've, every time I hear someone describe it as, ah, oh, that was just a filler episode. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Here's why. I just, I think it's, I think it's a really good episode that continues to show the strengthening of the, the bond between Din and Grogu. Yeah. Um, it, it just in little subtle moments, it, every episode has these little small, little <clears throat> moments, um, where, uh, where they develop the relationship. And it's just like, this is how Din is now acting toward him. And this is like just these little snapshots, not like a major story. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just not how they tell that story. Um, and somehow it just works really well, the subtle storytelling. And this episode had that. I also really, really, really love Frog Lady. Yes. Like, way more than I ever had any business loving a Frog Lady. <laughs> Whoa. Um. <laughs> I really did love her. She was so, she was so charming and, um, <laughs> and like, I love how she was like not taking any of Din's crap. Yeah. She was like she was like, uh, I guess those were just stories. Right. <laughs> like, I love I love that. I loved that she was like, Well, he's not gonna take care of me. I'm gonna go warm these up in a in a a, a hot spring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I, I love all of that. Um, John says, I loved The Passenger. It just didn't excite me story-wise. Pretty much me too, dude. I get it. Um, but it was really cool, and I love seeing the New Republic cops being a nuisance and then helping them out. I yeah. totally agree. I love the New Republic stuff. I love that it, it kind of introduces the idea of these cops, <laughs> these like these New Republic cops, just like off on all right, the beat, you, you know. All right, all right, man. What'd you see? <laughs> Give me so a description. Good. It's like kind of the, our intro to that, and I love them. Yeah. I, um, we get Dave Filoni again as well, mm-hmm. uh, and his name is. Um, uh, Trapper Wolf. Trapper Wolf, which is, like, amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. a great Star Wars name. Um, I love the opening sequence where they're where the X-Wings are chasing the Razor Crest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stunning sequence to me. Like, yeah. it's so well-directed. Peyton Reed, man, he did a great job. Um, and I love how, you know, they, they end up on the ice planet, and um, it's, like, hopeless. <laughs> they... Um, and then, like, what? Like this episode really took shape into like my my opinion of it. Really took shape once it took the horror direction. Yeah, and it really did. Once those once those eggs appeared, and you started seeing not the one, not the ones that Grogu ate, <laughs> the ones the eggs that are like the uh, the snow spider eggs. Yeah. Once those appeared and started getting really, uh, they started hatching, and then you have this like, you had this like sweet little moment, like, and the music was really like lighthearted and hopeful, and Grogu's just eating a spider, and then you start seeing just like, and then it starts to back up, and it's like, oh god, what's happening? Yeah. And then you get these little spiders, and then you get slightly bigger spiders, and then wham, (laughs) there's the big ones. It's just this like awesome horror sequence. Mm-hmm. And I really loved this entire sequence. It really did make the episode like take it from pretty good to like like I know that didn't really move the story along all that much, but like that was awesome. That what a ride, yeah. <laughs> you know? And honestly, y'all, that kind of episode I'm so here for them. Like, oh, yeah. I don't need them all to be interconnected. I don't need, like, a Stranger Things in Star Wars. You know what I mean? I love Stranger Things, and I love that it does what it does. You can't do filler, or you can't do, like, episodes that don't really move the plot along at all. Actually, they did one in Stranger Things Season 2, and everybody, like, canceled it. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. The the one with Eleven. Yeah. Um. But, like, this show, you you can do other things. Like, I love the episodes where we just go and do this adventure in Star Wars, and then it's done. Like, yeah. I just love them. I, I, don't, I don't know. I know everyone doesn't. I get it. But I do, man. I really do. And this one is, like, a perfect example of that yeah. for me. So, yeah, number seven, The Passenger. Love it. Um, well, The Passenger is my number six. Works out well. Oh. Um, cool. So, yeah, um, I would say that I have different feelings on this one. I, um, I think that this one, um, I think the only complaint I really have about it is the, um, the device, like the plot device of like how he, or like why he's going to this place or whatever seems, oh, 
like slightly contrived, but I can like I can explain it away for myself, um, with just like Pelly getting in contact with a lot of different people who travel a lot of different places, getting information. All like I can I can explain it away. It just when I was watching it at first, I was like, why does she know? Is she like information broker now? Like it, like I mean, and obviously it was this other creature that knew, um, the information. Right. But it was also that was also a little weird to me. I was like, oh. She's just with someone who knows where other Mandalorians are. Like, you know what I mean? It was... Um, I get I get that. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. So that's, like, my one complaint, though. Overall, I think this episode... And the reason I put it above the tragedy. Let me go ahead and <laughs> try and protect myself a little... Defend myself a little bit, okay? So, this really does come down to, like, personal enjoyment stuff for me. Um, where the that's tra- what all this is, bro. I know, I know, but like this, but like the reason that this one in particular is above the tragedy, which a lot of people I think would put at like top of their lists in a lot of stuff. Yeah, because I I know people love that one, especially because of the whole boba thing. Um, but for me, it it comes down to I love action, and the tragedy has it in spades. I like adventure more. And I think the passenger has adventure in ways that a lot of episodes, even above this one, um, doesn't don't even have. Um, For me, this one just felt so Star Wars in the sense that they land in this like in a place that they've been before. It's the same planet that was in episode one, but a totally different area with weird creatures, um, a frog lady which is not a very human creature at all, other than the fact that they have a few human characteristics of, like, um, walking on two feet, you know, and <laughs> stuff like that. But, like, overall, it's, like, she's this lady that's just trying to get her kids, or, like, her babies to the husband so they can, like, actually hatch the eggs and, like, all that stuff. And they... Like, so that's great. I love Frog Lady. I love the humor that she brings. I love the um, the design of her creature. Um, all of it. It's just fun to me. I yeah. love the ice location um, and how kind of desolate it seems and how hopeless their escape feels. Um, <clears throat> and I love that they used... Ralph McQuarrie designs um, for the spider, um, for like all the spiders. I love that. That's amazing to me. Um, I love anytime they bring his art back into Star Wars in ways. Um, that's always really fun to me. And then you have like all the character stuff. Like you said, I think you said this perfectly. There's a lot of subtle character development in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a, a reason I put it above the tragedy as well is I liked the way that it was directed. And this was one of the reasons where like the tragedy is a lot of action and stuff. There's not a ton of, not a ton of character development um, in the tragedy. There's development for the plot. Um, and I think the characters obviously are faced with hardship and stuff like that. That's unquestionable. But, like, I think that I liked how the passenger dealt with, um, like, it put two, like, parental characters together and seeing their styles kind of 
coincide with one another was really entertaining and really cool. Also, I think that it um, it grew Mando and it also like grew Frog Lady too. Um, they didn't really get along all that well, and they used that for comedy and they also used it for growth. And I think that's a really big strength of Peyton Reed. He knows how to use comedy not just for cheap laughs, but for like actual heart moments that develop the characters and give you little warm fuzzies, you know? Um, yeah. So overall, yeah, I think this episode, I just really love, uh, when I think back on it, um, <clears throat> I always think about how much fun I had watching it <laughs> and laughing at it. And, um, and the intro was so good too, uh, with like him getting, uh, attacked by the, the uh, um, thugs in the desert or whatever. Oh my God. I totally forgot that that was that episode. Yeah. Yeah, and then You're he right. like, uh, <laughs> and he has that awesome moment where he just like sends the dude up in the air with the jetpack and stuff. Um, yeah, super cool. Um, I love this episode. Yeah, I think that yeah. people were oddly hard on it when it came out. <laughs> like I remember looking at Twitter <clears throat> and um, and just seeing people be like, be like, wow, after last week that was a huge disappointment or whatever. <laughs> and I watched it and I was like. I had a great time. What what's everyone's talking about? Like, it's it's that thing we keep talking about, dude. It's like it, people just. I feel like a lot of people. Not obviously not everybody. I do feel like a lot of people keep expecting the show to turn into something it's not going to turn into. It's mm-hmm. it is like it is what it in is. its <laughs> at its core, in its roots, it is a western. Yeah, it is a serialized western slash samurai show. Mm-hmm. That it's like you tune into an episode and you watch a Star Wars adventure and then it's over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they move the plot forward a little bit or a lot depending on the episode. But a lot of episodes aren't going to move the plot forward all that much. And that's just what it is. And I think some people are still holding out hope. And I don't think I I don't I I wish they wouldn't. (laughs) I wish they would just like. You know, just see what it is. It it, it is what it is, yeah. and you can dislike that if you want, I guess. But just it, it's not gonna change. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like they marry the styles in the back half of the season beautifully. Yes. The plot, the plot heavy episodes with the task of the week episodes. Yeah. I think that they do marry those really well in the back half of the season. Yeah. So I get it from that standpoint. And that is why it's my number seven. Cause it, you know, I get like, it didn't move the plot forward that much. I mean, it, it doesn't, Yeah. but that doesn't make it filler. Yeah. It doesn't make it filler. So, um, yeah. Um, cool. Let's see my number six. I will say that this episode could easily be, God, it, it depends on the week, dude. This could easily be in my top four. Yeah. It could also easily be my eighth. Yeah. <laughs> the my, uh, my four through eight could just change daily. Yeah. But um, it's the heiress. Okay. okay. So the heiress is a really cool episode. It's a really fun adventure. Again, like that's a common theme with this show. Um, we get Bo-Katan back, which is huge. I think that a reason, one of the big reasons why this this episode is like as high as it is, is because of Bo-Katan, um, and because I know Bo-Katan. Like, if I didn't know Bo-Katan, I don't know where this episode would be. I feel like this might be lower. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first episode of the show too where I was like, 
man, if if I wonder if I wonder what it would be like if I didn't know this character. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Like I didn't like I watched through the first little bit of 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 season one of the Mandalorian, and I hadn't seen all of Clone Wars. Yeah. But it didn't hurt me whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> like, this show stood on its own great. Um, this was the first one where I was like, uh-oh. They might start to lose a little... They might start to lose some people. Yeah. Um, I think they do a great job of explaining everything. Because mm-hmm. I think pretty much everyone I talked to who hasn't seen The Clone Wars still liked this episode. Yeah. Um, but I do think that those of us who know it, who know Clone Wars and, and Rebels appreciate it way more yeah let's just put it that way but it's at number six because honestly there's not like it's kind of like what you were saying for the tragedy it's it's a lot of action and like not a ton else you know what i mean it has its moments um but it it, there is um there's a lot of really good philosophical stuff with um you know din and the helmet you know When he sees the other three Mandalorians take off their helmets, they have this like this moment of like, "You're not a real Mandalorian," and then they're like, "He's one of them, Dank Ferrick. Yeah. And so like, th- it's our first look into the answering the question of why does Din take his uh, why does Din not take his helmet off? We've seen Bo Katan and all those other Mandalorians take off their helmets and they just did in this episode they finally start to address that. And I think they do it in a really good way that doesn't um necessarily answer like who's right. You yeah. know, it's like it's like okay, so clearly clearly Mando is kind of a religious zealot and that's interesting, right? Yeah. Um but at the same time, Bo-Katan, like, was not, like, kind. Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, they just seem, like, a little bit, they seem like they're after something, they're after power. Like, if yeah. you don't know Bo-Katan, she's just after power. Um, I think, Bo- I know Bo-Katan is someone who loves her homeland and is and doesn't want to see it suffer anymore. So she wants to rule it in the way it should be ruled. Mm-hmm. Because I know Bo-Katan. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's some interesting stuff there in the finale. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I, that, that, that's going to be something I guarantee you. Uh, my my prediction is next season, some conflict will come from from Din and Bo-Katan. Yeah. I think there will be some conflict there, and that's going to be really interesting. Also, the armorer. Um yeah, so I don't I don't really know like a ton, there's not even a ton to say on this episode. That I guess that's kind of my point. Like it's not higher because like I don't know a whole lot to to talk about except the action was phenomenal. Like I yeah. loved Bryce Dallas Howard did a great job directing this episode. Um I, I really did feel like the action was great. I loved the whole like takeover of the ship. I loved the Imperial officer mm-hmm. who played the man in black and lost. Yes. Um I loved him. He was great. That's something overall this season. I think they've had great actors playing Imperial officers. Yeah. Um, Really, really love the choices there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, actual plot stuff. We do find out that the the name Ahsoka Tano is dropped officially, finally. Yeah. Right? We find out that she's on Corvus. Um, I I don't know. I, 
I'm sure you have more thoughts because you haven't talked about it yet. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this one is just kind of like I like I said, like I enjoy watching this episode a whole lot. And when yeah. it first came out, it was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> Bo-Katan, and it was. And the by the way, the reveal of Bo-Katan when she like when she when she gets onto the ship originally, it's like, whoa, wait, is that? Wait, uh, no, it can't be. Yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, it can't be. But then when she like peeks over that thing and it's like, oh, oh that's Bo-Katan. It's so cool. And the helmet looks amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. The, they bring her back with style and I loved it. I, I yeah. really did love it. But there's just not a ton to say other than like, what a fun action adventure episode. Yeah. With Bo-Katan, who I love. And I, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel bad putting it like this low and then not like saying a ton about it but there's that's kind of my point there's just not like besides the awesome philosophical stuff about like the the mandalorian creed and stuff i that's an episode that like i don't know how much i'll go back and rewatch it you know yeah i get it um works out well so okay i (laughs) i think that the heiress is an episode that it could be in my top three if you asked me a different week maybe um, uh-huh. like you said, it's like, it's one of those episodes that I feel like it could fluctuate. I don't think it would ever drop out of the top five for me, but yeah, it is my number five. Um, it's wait, 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 sorry. I just did my number six. Oh, okay. Never mind. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. yeah. So, we're, we're sorry. Um, sorry. My bad. Yeah. So the heiress is my number five. Um, and, um, similar reasons for you. It's like, um, I, I love the direction of this episode. Um, I love the um, the love story between the two frogs. Um, I love... Oh, um, thank you so much for bringing that up. Oh my gosh, I love that what part a sweet so moment. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I love that. I love... I also like Grogu interacting with the frogs, too. It's like funny, because it's like, hi, I've eaten your a lot of your children. Um, <laughs> but... but um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I, Bo-Katan's reveal was like huge. Like I freaked out when this episode came out. <laughs> I was um, seeing Bo-Katan in in live action. I cried. You can ask Sarah. Um, like, <laughs> like the shock also of whenever they're on the ship with the Quarrens, which I don't know why I was shocked. You never trust a Quarren, but never trust a Quarren. <laughs> um, but like whatever they just like boop um baby yoda into the mouth of what i think is a kraken um like it was <laughs> it was like shocking i was like are you kidding me what just happened in this episode and then they fly in obviously it was like so cool the action in this episode is some of my favorite action uh in the whole season um you get you get some freaking mandal a bunch of mandalorians in a, in anything i mean the same thing happened last season with um oh gosh what was deborah chow's episode called last season well she had two well the there third was one the, the sin the sin yeah, yeah. The sin. where like you have all these mandalorians come out of nowhere and start fighting people it's like it's just awesome yeah especially so ones good. that especially one that you know like bo katan um i would say that it's a similar thing for me where it's like I think it's only the only reason it's lower than a few episodes on here is because um, we only get small amounts of plot movement, which is fine. It's sure. honestly it fit the episode. 
all of that, it's just a reason why other episodes are above it because <laughs> they had more of that maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I loved um everything about gosh the name drop whenever she said Ahsoka Tano. I di- I didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, this is yep. actually happening. <laughs> like <laughs> this is actually happening. We're getting. It was Ahsoka only Tano. a dream before. <laughs> I know it was like it was like something where I was like, ah, we're it might happen one day we'll get live action ahsoka like it's not gonna happen this season um just keep telling myself that so i wasn't i wouldn't be disappointed and then right. it, it like being confirmed early on in the season i was just like <laughs> yes because i thought at this point i was like we'll probably get her in the finale for like right five minutes you know like that's what i thought it was gonna be <laughs> it was like in the last five minutes we'll get ahsoka um and <clears throat> it was not that way um so, yeah, I love the episode. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard killed it with direction, yep. um, and I like, I like where it brought us. I like the adventure it brought us on. And I thought it was well placed in the season two. It just, yep. um, yeah, there's other episodes as of right now that I would put above it. So yeah, I agree. What's really interesting uh, and probably very unpopular is that. Um, I actually, looking back, the episode that Bryce Howard, Bryce Hallis Boward, Bryce bah, Dallas, <laughs> the episode that <clears throat> Bryce Dallas Howard had from season one, Sanctuary, is actually like has gotten better and better and better with age. Mm-hmm. Like every time I rewatch that episode, I'm like, I just love this episode so yeah. much. And and with age, and honestly, it's just been a couple of months, but like <laughs> this episode has like gone down my list and I, and that could just be because other the stakes were <laughs> raised a little bit <laughs> the stakes were yeah. raised a little bit coming up later but i think it's also because it just didn't have the character stuff that i'm looking for you know what i mean i think i, I think that the uh that the character stuff in sanctuary is what really sold that episode and it really gives it its staying power for me. And I think Passenger just doesn't quite have that character. Uh, it doesn't quite have that character depth and staying power. I think that's yeah. probably what it is for me. That's that's what that's really important to me. I always I, I've been finding more and more over the past couple of years as my like, you know, I I'm kind of I feel like over the past couple of years I've like really realized like this is what gets me with certain things in in movies or tv or whatever and i usually find that character is a little bit more important than just plot movement yes you know for me like that's that is something i care a little more about and i obviously plot's very important um a well-written story is very important that's like key and if you write a good story then you've also written good characters so like they go hand in hand but like i feel like sometimes people just want the plot to move along and they don't quite look at the character development that's happening before yes, their eyes 100 and and if you look at sanctuary dude that episode is full of character development for Dinny. <clears throat> yeah and and we also get cara dune introdu- introduced to us and so yeah. uh, it's so good so yeah anyway um, so I will go now with my number five. Um, my number five is the tragedy. Okay. Um, so this episode is just outside of like the truly elite of the season for me. Yeah. Um, 
I have I have a few episodes that are a little more uh, that are like honestly just another level of television as a whole <laughs> coming up, and um, I think we have the same this one is just what nothing. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Out loud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, this episode was <laughs> it was really good. Like yeah. I. I think that the criticism that you said earlier with the stormtroopers, where it's like a seemingly endless, <laughs> where it's like yeah. you see the you see the the transports that they arrive on can fit like what I don't know, I'm, fifteen yeah, maybe 15, a dozen, sixteen something like that. Um, there's like fifty of them, <laughs> I, and I know that like I know I know that there's like two transports, right? Does a third one eventually arrive? Uh, to my knowledge, I thought it was one and then a second. And then, a, you're right, then a second one arrives. There's like 50 stormtroopers out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seems like anyway. It's like yeah. they just keep coming. And it's it's pretty funny. I don't care. Like That's one of those things that is just like, I mean, they're, they're expendable stormtroopers anyway. This is what happened yeah. in Star Wars. <laughs> It's it's something that I notice, but it just kind of rolls off my back. But it is funny, like yeah. <laughs> just. I think my biggest issue with this episode, by far, bar none, is the the. I felt that it was kind of cheap and obvious that they had him take his, um, they had him take his oh, uh, jetpack jet off. I forgot about the jetpack and set it on the ground. It's like they were very intentional about yeah. take the backpack off or the the backpack the jetpack off, set it on the ground. Okay, camera shot to the jetpack to show that it's on the ground, and then, and then okay, so now we know Sprints that he can't fly up there. Jetpack. Yeah, and so and so now <laughs> later on, like once they kind of make everything, once they have their talk between Din and Boba, it's like, okay, at that point, put your jetpack back on. <laughs> Yeah. You might need it. <laughs> yeah. Especially since you know Grogu is at the top of the hill. It's it makes no sense. It's like he's be- he's better than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Din is better than that. He's smarter than that. You clearly just needed a suspenseful way to keep Din away from the child so that the uh so that the the dark troopers could take him. Yeah. That was the biggest problem for me by far. And honestly, it really did knock it back a couple of notches. Um, it could be a top four episode for me because of all the rest of the stuff that happens. That really, like, every time I watch it, I'm just like, come on, <laughs> put it back come on. on, put it back on. Um, <laughs> but man, this episode has a lot of good stuff, though. Uh, the I just love, love, love the conversation that happens between, first of all, like, I love the beginning of the episode where Din is like, where where they're flying in, and, oh, yeah. and Din is like the the little father son moment where he's like um, trying to clearly trying to convince himself that he's doing the right thing, Cuckoo. you know? Yeah, yeah, and and he's like the nice lady, um, the nice. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he oh, called Ahsoka he a nice, the a nice lady. lady. Yeah, he's like, he's like. The nice lady uh, couldn't take you, so we're gonna do what she said and take her to this place, or take her to this place, or whatever. Like, yeah, he was so kind and like parental in the moment. Yeah, 
And is this the one where right after that he like, or or was it a different? No, it had to have been this one because he's uh, kidnapped, kidnapped in this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this episode, like, I really felt like he was trying to convince himself right there that he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember thinking like he's not just trying to talk to Grogu and be like, it's gonna be okay. I think he's trying to talk to himself. Yeah. And like really convince himself that he's doing the right thing because this is hard for him. Yeah. Because he loves him. He loves him. And um, I I loved that moment. And then he's like, um, looks like it looks like we're going to have to fly with the top down. Yeah. <laughs> and fly in. Yeah. I love that part. And Grogu's like, wow. <laughs> it was a great little moment. Really fun. And then at the top of the hill, Din is just like, does this seem Jedi to you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like... like um, it reminded me of Cool Runnings where uh, Dougie Doug's character was like, I'm feeling very Olympic today. Yes, that's a good, <laughs> way, to, that's a good way of remembering, yes. That's exactly what I thought about. Um, I, dude, I love it. I loved it. Um, the So all of that's great. And then we see, um, we see Slave 1, man. Mm-hmm. Slave 1 comes in and is like, oh my god, we're getting this now? What? <laughs> yeah. And and then the conversation between Din and Boba is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um uh you know, we we get the cool little reference from Attack of the Clones uh with a simple man and um I, we also um it, we get later that we find out that Jango was a foundling, which is awesome. Um I yes. I really I love that that's what we get. I love that that's canon now. Yeah. I think that that's really interesting and really cool. Um, and uh, But yeah, so really, dude, like you said, though, this episode is really about the brutal action. Um, before we get into that, Fennec Shand is awesome. Yes. Like, I, I think that she is an amazing addition to Star Wars. I love Ming-Na Wen so much, and I love that she is in Star Wars and, like, for a while. Yeah. Like she is a she is now a Star Wars character. I love and it. I'm so happy that her character like that and you know what? I, I, I always talk about bringing dead people back. They did it again here and it worked. <laughs> I, I don't know. I um uh, I don't know. The way that they explained it was like kind of weird, but it was also like okay, well, I mean Star Wars, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also we saw it was like believable because like we saw her body still, like right. you know, unlike somebody. But somehow Palpatine has <laughs> <is> returned. <laughs> the dead speak. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Though. So <laughs> I love. I I really did. I th- I think she's awesome. She had a lot of really cool moments in this episode. Yeah. Um, I like the combo of Boba and Fennec. Fennec. Yeah, me too. And I cannot wait to see Fennec in um, the Bad Batch. I know. That's so cool. I'm so excited about that. That was a huge surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, Ah, Drew is here. He says, the party's over. Keep Mace dead. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Hashtag keep Mace dead, please. Um, Just to to clarify, I I like the character the character is fine, like for what he is, but he's dead. Keep him dead. Um, 
Don't don't bring everyone back or there's no stakes. Okay, thanks, Drew. You got me on a soapbox Here's again. Here's your weekly uh, Michael soapbox of keeping Mace Windu dead. <laughs> in our positive uh, there was... <laughs> Star Wars group. Ben, is it still there at the top of the page? Oh, I don't know. There was one point where, like, we're trying to be this positive Star Wars group, and at the top of the page, the most popular hashtag is Keep Mace Dead. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I feel kind of bad about that. Oh, well. <laughs> Whoops. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but anyway, Boba Fett, man, like, the way that they brought him in, yeah. and he, it, like you said earlier, and, and like they said in the docuseries, he is not a gunslinger in this episode. Although he does take, he does get his gun out, and it's awesome. Um, yes. He is, a, what did you, what did you say that he was? He's not a gunslinger. He oh, is a barbarian. He's a barbarian. Yeah. He's a barbarian. I. I'm gonna leave now. I don't now. have Sorry a boo button on here. <laughs> I oh. dang it! I hit the applause button. <laughs> I did not deserve that. No, Sorry, you did everybody? I really that I'm ashamed of myself. I'm gonna leave now. Um, no, oh but gosh. for real though, like he, him as a barbarian with that gappy stick is just like, oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> that that shot of him. Like dragging the gaffy stick on the ground. It's oh, like dude. this really yeah. this really kinetic shot where it's like it's almost like it's it's shot almost as if there's like a go uh, a GoPro like taped on the end of the gaffy stick. I know stick, what you're talking about. And yeah, like, and it's like kind of bumpy almost. It's so sick. Like I love that. And then it just and that next shot, he's just <laughs> brutally assaulting this stormtrooper and. I also want to give a lot of credit to the the stunt the stunt actors in this Man, in this yes. episode. They did an they amazing job. They sold it. <laughs> they sold it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I I just I love it, dude. It it's so good. It's such it's a fun so episode. I feel bad putting it where I did, but I don't disagree with myself. Like I still looking at it, I still dude, feel I confident it. where it is. But man, it's it's so good, and for all the reasons you yeah. said, like it is so yeah. good, especially in the action department. Like it's it's kinetic. That's the perfect word to say. Like it is so kinetic and so like brutal and just rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he just get. I feel like um, Robert Rodriguez just gets Boba Fett. Yeah. Like I just feel like he, like he he has single handedly. Not single-handedly. I guess it really is just, like, the crew. He has multi-handedly. Um, he multi-handedly. Um, but his direction really helped solidify, like, this is how Boba can work now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because before, I knew Boba Fett as a gunslinger. I knew him as a bounty hunter. Yeah. But, like, he went out in, like, a really lame way. And it was just like, okay, you got, you're going to have to show me, like, how he can be, like, a viable character now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. Here he is, <laughs> and he's a viable character to me now. This man is hardened, like after five or so years of being, uh, you know, he had to make his way out of a freaking uh, Sarlacc pit. Yeah, 
he had to, and he survived, and his his armor was looking really rough there, mm-hmm. and um, and then he's just been living on Tatooine, just like on his own, and I I, I feel like you he has to be like so angry mm-hmm. toward like the people, like maybe. Maybe he's angry toward the people at like Jabba's palace for just like leaving him to die, um, and maybe that kind of goes into like the thing at the finale after the finale after the credits. Yeah. Um, like I, I feel like that's part that's part of why he wanted to go back there. Right. Um, I I I do feel like he he embodies someone who has a lot of um, a lot of like bitterness. But also strangely honorable at the same time, because yeah. he's like, "No, we made a deal, we made a bargain, and I'm gonna stick with it through the end." And like he, and now we, he's helping Mando for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was a big shock to me, but it was still like it, it. It was much more interesting of a character than I thought that they would make him, and I'm very happy about it. I'm very very happy about it. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. Okay, so that's probably, you know, I mean, so at the end, obviously, Grogu gets taken. And um, the Razor Crest, man. Yeah. The Razor Crest. It really hurt my soul. <laughs> like, I felt like the Razor Crest was literally a character in this show. Yeah. Um, All of our father-son moments, like the majority of them happened in that, in that ship. Yeah. Like, that's so much about that ship represents their relationship. And then like he's taken and his ship is gone, like exploded. It's not coming back. Yeah. And it was a heartbreaking ending for the episode. It really was. And so, yeah, I loved it. I I really love this episode. Just not quite elite status because of that big nitpick that I have. (laughs) Oh, I get it, man. So Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, Drew says throwing my rankings down in a second. Let's, let's see him, bro. Yeah. Let's do it, man. And anyone else who's in here that was not in here earlier, put your rankings down in in the uh, comment, the the thread there, the chat. We want to see them. Yeah, please do. Um, so yeah, we're getting into our top four. I think we have the same ones left. Like I think we both have the I same four do. left. So I'm gonna be interested to see how you do this. Um, yep. I think we'll have one differentiator for sure, but it's okay. Um. So. I have um, number four. I put the Marshal. Um, okay. So, yeah, I I rarely have um, season premieres as like a top tier episode. Um, honestly, like usually when I get to the end of a season, the season premiere is usually not the high like near the highest on my list because as a season goes on of a show, usually the plot develops so much and all this stuff. But like this episode is so freaking strong on its own. Not even just as a, like a T for the rest of the, of the season. Like it's just so Mm. strong on its own. And not only that, but it's like a cinematic experience that like it deserves a top four spot. Um, yeah, um, real quick, uh, Drew said, preface, this is my first ranking of the chapters, and I love them all still. So he's saying the same thing we are. That's where we're at, bro. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing, too. <laughs> Seriously. Um. Yeah. So, like, okay. 
Um, I gosh, I don't even know where to begin. This uh, this is one of my favorite directed episodes. Um, I watching this, I remembered how much I love John Favreau as a director, um, not just as a brilliant mind. Um, he really, really, really knows how to direct the crap out of something, man. Um, he. It's just like this. I think this one, and for different reasons, the top four are all so good. I think this mm-hmm. one's direction is some of my favorite. This is probably top two directing for me for the whole season. Um, I want to see more John Favreau episodes so bad. <laughs> um, Please. So, I think that. This episode is so good because it not only starts the season off real strong, but it, um, it, it like this, this episode, I think more than the rest of the episodes of the season kind of enrich and deepen the Star Wars universe, um, and, um, deepen Tatooine, um, in particular, uh, we get a lot of random little tidbits about sand people. Um, we, and they're all so good. I love it so much. I never thought I wanted to learn about sand people. Um, we get to learn, uh, they bring Cobb Vanth, um, in from, uh, from the books. Uh, they, you know, with the Boba armor kind of teasing us of like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> We're going there. Uh, this season, <clears throat> they, yeah. the whole freaking crate dragon thing. I mean, I told, I talked about this in our, uh, recorded episode earlier. Uh, this is one of my favorite things that happened this year was seeing a crate dragon, uh, in something, especially live action was amazing, but they mm. gave it like the cinematic treatment. Like this looked like something I would see in a movie. It was so good. Um, yeah, this was like. This episode, I could just watch over and over again and find something else to love about it. Um, I loved getting to see the two different groups of people come together and um, and have to, like, fight a common evil, you know? Like, that whole story. Yep. I loved watching the Tusken Raiders and the members of this village. Um, what's it called? Moss... Moss Pelgo. Yeah. Moss Olgo. I'm weird. Moss Pelgo. Moss Holdo. Moss Holdo, please. Moss Pelgo. Like the members of that town and the Tusken Raiders coming together. Um, That was awesome. I love the the little detail of them traveling in single file to hide their tracks great so good um the the opening sequence where he's like at that that bar or like that that like fighting ring um and you've got the gamorians fighting each other and then you have the awesome start with the great music and the the fight that um like in like this really low light kind of dingy area um oh my God. <laughs> i like i just like randomly looked up at chat and saw that <laughs> uh, oh, he, oh, he posted his list i'll i'll talk about that in a second yeah we have yeah we'll get to yeah. it yeah 
Um, I don't want to spend too long on this just because I like there's it's it's a great episode. I feel like I've just talked about it so much. Um, before don't, this. don't worry, I got you. I got you later. Oh my gosh. So um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, what else can I? Say? Oh gosh, the the like little bits where we get um him just like uh, like Din chilling with the Tuscan Raiders. I love that. Um, the like action shot of him flying out of the crate dragon and then landing and like sliding toward the camera. It's just like all in all, man, this episode just has so much going for it. Uh, it sets up the season really cool, uh, in like a really cool way while also just being an awesome standalone, like episode. (laughs) And, um, I, I really have no bad things to say about this episode. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so high on the list. Like, like yeah. I love every episode on this list, but almost every episode that I've mentioned other than this one, I've had at least one thing I could nitpick. I really can't find anything to nitpick on this one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's great, man. <laughs> it's so, it's great, man. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna breeze past that. I do want to go through uh, Drew's Jeez list. Jesus Lord. Um, okay, so his number eight and his number eight was the passenger. Number seven was the siege. So similar there as everyone else. Um, number six, the believer. The one I hated having this low. I get that, uh, but I I can see, I I can get it. Um, no, nope, I, I don't. I'll talk about I'll talk about <laughs> the believer soon. Um, the heiress at number five. That's where I have mine. Um, the tragedy at number four. The Jedi at number three. The rescue at number two, and the marshal at number one. Wow. I love that you appreciate the marshal. Me dude. too. It's, it's so, so good. good. It deserves so much praise. It's such a good episode. Dude, and do you listen? I know you listen to Force Center. Have you listened to it lately? With I, I haven't any Mandalorian to it in talk a or anything. Bit. No, I haven't listened to it all season, honestly. It's really surprising. Ken actually has the Marshal as his least favorite of the season. Really? Ken Knapsack. It's shocking to me, actually. Yeah. Like knowing how he is, like I, I feel like we actually see eye to eye on a whole lot of things, but like the Marshal is his least favorite of the season shocking is... to me like i don't i don't understand i don't it doesn't compute with me yeah me either. um <laughs> i don't get that at all <laughs> yeah it's so good um we'll get into that in a little bit yeah um drew i love your list bro um mm-hmm. i i obviously we have some differences you'll see um drew says we see star wars in similar ways but i knew you would i knew we would hit our list a little differently yeah yeah the, our lists are Similar in a lot in some ways, but also just like with any list, probably similar in some ways, but different in a lot of ways. So, um, I I do feel like our top and our bottom are they're not the same orders, but they're at least like they're they, similar. They look similar, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, dude. Um, so here's my number four, the believer. Okay. This one was really hard for me to rank because it's like as an episode as a whole, like for an episode that I want to revisit often, I will revisit this one some, 
but at the same time, it's not like the the ones that are above it in my like. It's not something that I have to go back and rewatch quite as much, even though it's even though I want to rewatch it more than like the heiress or the siege. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Drew, it, you, I don't know if you heard what we were. Uh, I don't know if you've got our list, but if you want in a second, we can do a little rundown for you. Just let me know if you need that. Yeah. Um, of what Ben and I have so far. Um, but so, um, yeah. So the believer, I really, really love this episode for a lot of reasons. And I think that Rick Famuyiwa needs to write and direct for more Star Wars content other than just the Mandalorian. I think that he needs to be a mainstay in Star Wars and eventually maybe get a movie. Like, he's that good. Um, Rick Famuyiwa can direct and write his butt off. He is very good. Um, This, uh, I don't have your list. Okay, cool. So, let's go ahead and do that really quick, and then I'll get into my thoughts on The Believer. Yeah. So, I have, at number eight, The Siege. Number seven, The Passenger. So just slightly flip from you. Um, and then I have number six, The Heiress. Number five, The Tragedy. And then number four, The Believer. And then Ben, go ahead. So yeah, I have... Um, I just posted it in the chat, but I'll read it. Um, oh, great, dude. Yeah, yes. I, I went ahead and just did up until... I, I went ahead and put my number three because you're talking about my number three. So. Um, oh, great. But um, yeah, so I put... Uh, yeah, it's The Siege at number eight. The tragedy at number seven, the passenger at number six, the heiress at number five, the marshal at number four, and then in a minute I'll talk about the believer after Michael's done at number three. And Drew, just like you, we, both of us were just like, just so you know, I love all of these. <laughs> like it was really hard to rank. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, again, if anyone else is in the chat uh, that we that's not Drew, and I would love to see who you are, and I would love to see your ranking as well. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Okay. So the believer, Drew says, uh, the believer was the absolute best directed episode and stands so great on its own. And I think I agree. Yeah. It might've been the single best directed episode. Although the Peyton Reed ones really give it a run for its money as well as John Favreau's uh, episode. Um, just direct straight direction wise. Um, Rick Famuyiwa is so good at action. Like, insanely good at action. Um, I, I feel like I'm right in it and it's, and he definitely has that quality that with his camera work, that's very kinetic. Like I, I always talk about like, I, I'm not like the best at like knowing that direction is good. I'm not a cinephile necessarily. You know what I mean? But like, I can really tell like JJ Abrams is like, electricity (laughs) like like it is kinetic energy just flowing through every shot is like so energetic and like there's something about that that it does really speak to me like i love when i get that stuff and this episode has it in spades i love the the shots of the um Bro, the shots of the Slave One from the inside oh, and like, dude, yes, the rotating, how the, yeah, the rotating in like inside of it, so cool, so cool, so well done. Um, I know that wasn't like all Rick from Ewa, but it was like it was executed very well by the team over there. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Drew says, don't even ask me to rank seasons one and two together. I will die. I actually thought, like, I wonder if one day we should rank both seasons. It, it would be very hard. I feel like that would be boring for me because I pretty much like every episode this season more than any episode okay. of the season. See, I really, really, really love some of last season, too. So yeah. I think, actually, my back half of this season might get mixed in more. Um, yeah. I do think the top is the the top four. Yeah. Are I don't know, dude. The second the 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 finale last season and the episode before it and the sin are like We're I don't good. know, dude. There there's some really good ones. Anyway, um, yeah, Drew, that would be insane. I think my brain might break. Um. So this episode, what's so impressive about it is that. Like Drew said, it stands on its own. Like, yeah, it is. It is a a contained story, and they go and it. It's kind of another one of those episodes. It's like, okay, we have to go do this thing, and then we get to go and do another thing, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. And and so like it is that, but at the same time, they do it in a way where, and this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. They marry the two style. They marry the style of, um, side quest. Yeah with or like fetch quest with character episode and plot movement all three of them are in this episode Mm -hmm. and that's like a perfect episode for me like honestly if i'm ranking my my top four episodes it's like uh 9.9 9.8 9.7 9.6 like it's (laughs) I don't know if I can even differentiate with that little bit of a difference. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, it is such an airtight episode. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, the only nitpick I have about it was, would be, like, all of those, uh, not seismic charges, seismic charges in this episode, though. Yeah, it is. Um, all, no, all of those thermal detonators. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, they don't have guns, but they... (laughs) Oh, yeah. They don't have any guns. They have these staffs, but they have thermal detonators, all of them. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. It didn't bother me, really. But if I'm nitpicking, I don't know if if there's anything else, dude. Um, I love Bill Burr's character in this episode. Really blew me away. I did not expect. I thought it was an odd choice when they mentioned Mayfeld in the previous episode. And I was like, I guess it wasn't the previous episode. It was this. No, it was. It was the previous episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I thought it was an odd choice. Um, because, like, Mayfeld is... I mean, he was, he was fine last season, but, like, he's definitely not a character that I was like, I can't wait to have him back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see what he does. But, like, the way that they wrote him in this episode, yeah, he had a real arc, man. Yeah. And I... I was just blown away. And, um, no, screw what I said earlier. I'm totally going to go back and rewatch this soon because I'm like, <laughs> I'm definitely wanting to watch it right now. Um, the, uh, first of all, like starting with the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the crew is kind of looking down and they're like talking about what they're going to do for their plan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, talking about how uh, they're gonna need to cover their faces, yeah. or whatever, and um, but they 
Oh, crap. How does that happen? I'm trying to remember how the line is set up where Boba's like, let's just say they'd recognize my face. Yeah, I can't, I think, I can't remember exactly <laughs> I can't remember the why, setup, Drew. Yeah. If, you remember this, if you remember that setup, Drew, please please put it in the chat because I, I, that's going to drive me crazy. That was I really, such a good line, though. That was such a great little... Just and and a lot of people might face. watch that and not get it. Yeah. Uh, like, but like, oh man, I get it. I, I like, I got it right away and it was so funny. <laughs> Such a good Star Wars joke. Yeah. Um, but I, dude, okay. So Din and Mayfeld are in this transport together. And first of all, it's like not a space transport. This is like, it's got wheels. Yeah. It's weird, but it's like totally works yeah. though. It totally works. But it is like, it took me a minute to realize it, and I was like, wait. They're like rolling on the ground. <laughs> like, it happens. I thought that was really Star Wars. Every it once does in a while. happen. You know, you got the you got the um, the Jawas. Yeah, the sand crawler thing. Yeah, sand crawler. You got, uh, you got that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just thought that was like interesting. We just don't see it very often. You know, yeah. usually they're speeders, um, but they're in this they're in this transport and. Um, Mayfeld is talking to Din and Mayfeld takes his helmet off and he starts like grilling Din about like, so like, why can't you have your helmet off? Like it's, it like, so is the, so is the rule you can't take your helmet off or you have to be wearing your helmet. Cause there is a difference. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's like, wow, he's really cutting to the core of him. And then like, he's really asking some legitimately good questions yeah. about why Din believes this stuff. And it's kind of, Din at this point has already kind of, kind of been thinking about this already because yeah. Bo-Katan brought it up earlier on in the season and then we really flesh it out over these next this episode and the finale. Mm-hmm. Um but um but Din basically uh Mayfeld asked Din like so he asked him that question and then and then he's just like at the end of the day you you just have to do what you can do to make sure that you can sleep at night yeah. or, or something like that and and if you're doing that you're doing pretty good and like uh, that whole conversation right there it was just like it was like really 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 cool character development for for both Mayfeld and for Din because yeah. this was these were questions that Din was definitely already wrestling with and Mayfeld just like made us aware of it yeah and and then Mayfeld this is what Mayfeld believes for sure. Mm-hmm. And it sets up something else he does later, which is awesome. And so, um, and then I love what I love also about this episode is how we see the empire as we see the rebellion. Normally Yes, we see the empire and they're like, you know, the tie fighters come in and rescue them. And we're like, yeah, wait, there's tie fighter. <laughs> wait, 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 I'm cheering for tie yeah. fighters. And then, they like go as they're going into the base these guys are like yes great job man <laughs> like it's like it's so weird like they're gathering around the transport like they gathered around Luke's X-wing in a new hope yeah. where they're like whoa like great job yeah you did it and it's like this is really weird like these are just people um like doing their job mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just kind of get, you know, I I feel like the people at the top of the empire are definitely like 
bad. <laughs> They're definitely evil. But I do feel like some of these people working for the Empire are just people, and they like either don't have a choice, yeah. or, or you know, they just have different political beliefs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know what I mean? It's just this like really interesting, nuanced thing that they decided to do with the Empire, and I really dig it, dude. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. And then that sets up this whole. This whole scene in the in the the diner yeah, area yeah. or whatever, and um, boy, like from the moment where it was like, Din takes off his helmet and does that thing. It's like, oh my god, he just took off his helmet. This is how serious he is. This is how serious Din is about um about getting the kid. Like he is his only priority. Yeah. Truly. And I just thought that was so powerful how he took that off. And then you have this Imperial officer come over here and it's like, he's like, pay attention when I address you, son, like, Uh, or whatever. And dude, from here on out, the episode is just like at like crank to 11 on a, on like an intensity scale. Mm -hmm. It's just like, they're sitting at this table and it's like, Oh my gosh, it's very inglorious bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've heard that comparison quite a bit, and I totally agree. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I haven't, um, I've bro. Heard that, I've heard that comparison too. There's a scene in it that's just like this in a in a restaurant or a bar. I can't remember, but it's like so much tension just from the conversation happening, and you know, shootout is coming at some point, but you don't know how it's going to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the the way that like the way. That, that this Imperial officer, by the way, Din is sitting here with his helmet off. Yeah. Mayfeld covers for him. He's, he's seen Din, mm-hmm. the first man alive who has seen Din since he was a boy. And like, well, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting here at this table talking to this Imperial officer. And this officer is like, um, it, it's just brilliant how all the things they talked about earlier in the episode with Mayfeld coming to fruition in this conversation. Yeah. And, um, and Mayfeld eventually like killing him, man. It's, it's, it's so good. It's just so good. And then I love when Mayfeld, um, I love when Mayfeld is like, here, put the helmet back on. I didn't see your face. I never saw your face. I was like, come on, dude. You're so cool. What? What? (laughs) Like, he really is just like, he may not be, he may not ever be a like, a good guy or whatever, like you would normally see, but like, he's got Mm -hmm. a conscience and, um, he's a complicated person, which I think we're seeing a lot of in this show. Yeah. And speaking of Imperial officers, that Imperial officer is so cool. Is like, yes, he did. He's my favorite of the season. Yeah. He's my favorite of the season by far. So cool. I'll leave, I'll leave more of this to talk about with you. Yeah. And it's especially this, the thing that happens later with Boba's ship. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll leave that for you. Um, but yeah, dude, I love this episode a ton. It's just, it's just, I mean, I don't, there's really no real criticism for it. I don't yeah. know. I could keep talking about it, but yeah, you go ahead, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the believers in my number three. Um, this was an, ep- it's really funny whenever I first talked about it with Michael, um, because the first time I watched it, I was, like, dead tired. And I was, like, you know, I was, like, trying to stay awake while watching it. And so my first response to it was that it was one of my... It was, like, 
it was, I was like, it's probably like bottom three of the season, but it's still really good. Like every episode of the season has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I like when I'm more coherent, I watch it again and then I start watching reactions and then I'm like, okay, I keep like crying watching these reactions but like it's just because of the what's happening in the episode. It's not because of the reactors. I'm just crying because of what's happening in the episode, and like yeah. the the like character moments that we are getting. And so this is an episode that I think has had the episode four treatment from last uh from last season for me, where every time I watch it, I discover more I love about it. Um. Mm. Where it's like, it just keeps growing on me more and more. Um, I think y'all were right on when y'all said, like, it's um, probably the best directed episode of the season. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa has, like, proven himself time and time again at this point that he is an insanely good director that is, like, he's just, his episodes are tight. They are. They're so tight. They're, they, he did the he did the child last season, and he did the prisoners. Yeah, or the prisoners. They are the sleek prisoner. episodes, um, yeah. and I really don't understand how he does such a good job. <laughs> um, yeah, like I I had a similar reaction as you did whenever they showed Mayfeld on the computer screen. I was like, because you know this whole season's been kind of like a, all right. Pull the lever. What character reveal are we going to get this time? And so, like, whenever... Bo-Katan! Yeah! <laughs> Bo-Katan! Ahsoka! So, during the siege, whenever they were looking through the thing, I was like, oh, who are we getting? Hondo? Hondo? No. Don't make sense. Like, I'm, like, literally just, like, going through a bunch of random names in my head. And then it's, like... It's, like... Bilber. Uh, I know that's not his name, but um, I always call him Bilber <laughs> when I talk about him. Um, I did too. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Like, it's fine. Um, Interesting. And man, if this episode didn't make me care so much about Mayfeld, um, I, I was floored. Not only not only was I floored by the direction of this episode, I was floored by Bill Burr's acting ability. It's fantastic. Um, like, just stellar job. I mean, like, I know that directors have a huge influence on how good of a performance you get out of the actor. Um, uh, we can see that just by <laughs> watching the prequels and watching those same actors in some other movies. <laughs> Um, but I mean, right. Like, <laughs> um, but like, you know, he did such a good job that conversation with them and the Imperial officer, um, is one of the moments of this season that I think about like at least once a week. <laughs> like, I just think about like, man, that was a good scene. Like that yeah. was a cool conversation and such a great, like, tension building moment that's also building character and um such a cool detour from the kind of um i don't know the way that we experience like exhilaration in the show you know what i mean it's like in star wars in general it's like all right we'll have some sort of a like a space battle or a or like a 
uh, fight on the ground with some sticks and lightsabers or blasters in a hallway. But this time it was just like, what if we just had like three totally different dudes talk at a table? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> uh, dude, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And, yeah. And it created one of the most exciting scenes for me to watch. Like, they did such a good job. Music, um, like the intimate... Okay, let's go ahead and bring it up. Just like we always praise Ryan Johnson for his intimate camera work um, mm. in uh, Last Jedi. And it really making us really, really just get into the character's head. This yes. scene does that so much with Bill Burr. With the Imperial officer. You get uncomfortably close to the Imperial officer's face in this scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, need to bring it up. The acting that Pedro Pascal is doing here, too, is crazy. He's not saying anything, really. But the fact that um, somebody brought this up as an observation. And I was, (laughs) like, floored when I read it. And then, like, looked at it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's right. He, He still moves. Like he's wearing a helmet because he's not used to using his eyes and his peripheral vision like that. He doesn't like make micro movements like we all do. He's very intentional about like whenever he looks, he has to like move his like, (laughs) his like move his whole head to like look and all that stuff. And he's usually just like standing straight up like this. And he's like, dude, it's so crazy. Like, yeah, it's, he looks really uncomfortable but it's because that's just the way that he moves. <laughs> it's so smart. Um, so yeah, shout out to Pedro Pascal for that. That was an amazing work. Uh, amazing job. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he does that. Um, and then... Oh. <laughs> She's listening to an audiobook, and I think her headphones came out. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Um... So, yeah, um, that whole scene is obviously amazing. And then, yeah, the action in this episode, like you brought up earlier, is so good. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the seismic charge. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I, I left that one for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seeing the seismic charge from Attack of the Clones, amazing. Um, loved that. So, yeah, the reason it's pro- I think the reason it's number three on my list and it's above the others um you brought this up earlier michael i actually when i made my list i initially had um the heiress in this one's place um wow because i i really loved the heiress um but the more i thought about it the more i was like i loved the excitement of seeing bo-katan this one though had more character growth Mm. and more character moments and that's more important to me when I actually sit down and think about it. Um, Same. And so I, um, I, I flipped them. Um, that's why I was like, the heiress, if you ask me a different week, might be my, like, number three. <laughs> um, right. But, yeah. So I, I love it. I loved this episode. It's, it gets better with age. Uh, Rick Femiwa needs an entire show give him all the things give, give him a show with mayfeld i don't even care but he's like off wandering around now um drew said um said is anyone else straight up addicted to boba fett's new theme music um i am you are absolutely yes yes it's so good i need to listen to it 
Listen to the music, especially in the uh, as he's taking the throne at the oh, end of the finale. Dude, that music is so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, what I love is that there's constantly like this, like, uh, like a western, mm-hmm. but it's like a synth instead. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so. Um, I mean, it's it's so in the identity of this show. Yeah. It's like he he does a great job. Ludwig does of making this like western mm-hmm. kind of a vibe but at the same time it's Cynthia yeah. and which is a really unique thing to do but it, he kills yeah. it he crushes it um yeah John says agreed I, I guess he's talking about the the theme music yeah. and yeah it's so good Drew says he's gonna link it and uh he says my friend John is here <laughs> John, Drew John's been here for hours um yeah, where have you been <laughs> I thought you were our um, fan. Yeah, I thought you... <laughs> uh, and so, um, okay, so let's do this. Uh, I, I'm at my number three right now. Are you done? Is that all the thoughts you had, Ben? Is that all yeah, the thoughts you had yeah. on... Uh, yeah, on, you, okay, the believer? you covered a lot of the stuff in the front end of the episode that I would okay. probably talk about, but yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to try to not be so long-winded. I feel like I'm taking too long on some of these, but... Um, <laughs> These next three are insanely hard to to rank. Drew, we're just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, please stay. We love you. We yes, we love you. Please stay. These next three are basically like just pick what day of the week, and like I'll just like I guess like of these three, I could just watch this episode and then. Um, it would be my favorite, and then I could watch the other one, and then oh no, this one's my favorite, and then like yeah. I could, I could do that, and any of them would be acceptable number ones for me, um, but it's it can't be that way, so I have to have a number three. <laughs> um, really quick, John says, well, I sort of just let the video run, and I went downstairs to have dinner. <laughs> I I thought you were quiet. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, Drew says, fine, you talked me into it. Good. Good. Now, now chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. No, talk to us. Seriously. Please. Um, yeah, we're gonna We're getting into my top three now. So we'll see. The rescue is my, is my number three. Wow. Um, okay. This honestly, like. Ever since, whenever we started talking about some of these episodes, it changed just a little bit. My top three has been adjusted slightly. Okay. The Rescue is, um, it's an amazing episode. I don't really have anything negative to say about it. (laughs) I think that the only thing that I will say is that from beginning to end, the two above it enthralled me from open to close. I think the rescue yeah. might end on a higher note than the other ones. How dare you! Um, by might, yeah, I mean it did, uh, because the ending of the rescue is something that brought me to many, many tears. <laughs> but um, I, I guess for me, it's just the first half of it is really, really great, and it's great action. Like it really does have a lot of it. <laughs> And that's not a bad thing. This is the finale here, and it's going to be intense, and 
like it's time to rescue Grogu. So the action was expected. And by the way, the action was all very well directed, you know, like it's uh, whether it's the, the dog fight of the, of the, uh, I, I can't remember the, the actual one. name of the, sh- of what? Slave one. Is that what well? There's Slave One, but then there's the one that looks like Shuttle Tidarium. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. the actual the the model series. Maybe can't maybe either. you guys in the chat can help me. Yeah. But there, there's like a dogfight between those two, and it's so great. <laughs> and um and I love when they like commandeer the ship, and uh, there's this like awesome standoff, <laughs> and uh, between Kara and this guy who's just like trash talking. Alderaan yes and like he deserved to be shot and he finally was I love that whole scene I love all of the shots that we get of them like releasing tie fighters out of the it's like out of the yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so cool dude it's so cool oh my gosh the way that they shot that it's amazing um I love what they did with the um pretty much all of that is awesome, but here's what I look for in what are my favorite episodes. They have to be like uh, they they take me a little more to a different place than if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. But the rescue, even though it was like enthralling, like from beginning to end, it it didn't quite like that first little bit wasn't quite as good as the whole episodes of the two above it for me. Um, even though they were amazing, it was amazing. The, the last half of the episode <laughs> different story, is huh? like, <laughs> is a different story on an entirely different level than anything I've ever imagined, um, that this show would have. And so like, for that reason, it is my number three still. It's definitely not lower than that, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's, I'll just I'll just talk about why I love the episode. I feel like I have to keep explaining myself because <laughs> I know this is unpopular. But um, really, from the Moff Gideon scene on this episode, it where he's you know where Moff Gideon is holding the dark saber above freaking Grogu, and I want to kill him. Yeah. Um, Moff Gideon in this episode is very Benjamin Linus. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, he is. if you've seen lost, you know what I'm talking about. He is so Benjamin Linus in this episode. And it is like, it's, it's kind of like, it's disturbing. It's off putting and it's awesome <laughs> as a villain. Um, it's, it's must watch TV and he is, he is just like awful. Yeah. And in the best way. And, um, that whole scene with him. And, and Din was really good, but then when they started fighting, what a fight scene we got from them Gosh. with the Darksaber and the spear. So cool. So good. But um, I love that, and what I love also, I guess I guess that's actually um, after Din fights the, the uh, Dark Trooper. Mm-hmm. The Dark Trooper... Um, was set up really well. I really love how they set up the Dark Trooper because they do a great job of showing how tough one of these Dark Troopers was for Din to defeat. Like, he really needed... uh, Din really needed everything in his tool belt (laughs) to be one of these guys. Or one of these Dark Troopers. And um, thankfully, he didn't have to go against all of them right there. 
But I think they really did a great job of setting up just how tough these are and make it to where at the end of the episode before Luke shows up, it's like they're in a dire situation yeah. here. Like, how are they getting out of this? Like, they're going down. <laughs> and it really did seem very hopeless for them. It was really cool. And so I thought that was really well set up, well executed. Um, dude, let's just skip to it, man. Let's just get there. When that X-Wing showed up, y'all, <laughs> I talked about this earlier with Ben, so I'm just going to kind of rehash my thoughts. But when that X-Wing showed up, I knew it was him. I knew it was Luke. I didn't even need to think about it. I knew it was him. And when she was just like, oh, great, one X-Wing, we're saved, like or whatever her sarcastic little comment was, I was like, girl, you don't know who that X-Wing is. It's Luke Skywalker. I know it is. <laughs> and, and, but I, you know, I let myself go there. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't doubt it for a second. And then what I still loved though, is even though I knew it was Luke, I loved the reveals. Like there's just like one little reveal. Like we get a black and white shot of Luke. Uh, we get a black and white shot of Luke, um, you know, through the camera mm -hmm. on the ship, like the security camera. And, um, and so we know it's a Jedi. He's just cloaked and hooded. So, but we don't know what color his lightsaber is yet. Yeah. And, th and so he's just like slaughtering droids. And then I can't remember the order of everything, but basically after that, we see a cloaked figure coming through. Mm -hmm. We see the gloves. Uh, and then we see the hand and we see the green lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And then the that's the confirmation. Like the that's the, the, the belt, the belt. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and then it was, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, Dave just goes. Honestly, hey, John, I have an idea for this episode. <laughs> Do you want to use uh, what if Luke? But... What if Dave? What if Dave played Luke? <laughs> <laughs> they just let him play instead of instead of CGI Luke. Hey, John, um, what if I uh, reprise my role as um, Chopper from Rebels? Cheap <laughs> chop, cheap. Uh, let's go, Sorry. let's do this really quick. John says, love that Ben Linus collection, collection, connection. You're absolutely right. Best lost character and best actor in the show. Dude, I know. Any scenes with him and Terry O'Quinn as oh. Locke, uh, the scenes with them were like the best. Oh, it's like a tour de force of acting. So good. Terry O'Quinn. And then Drew him. Miller, Drew did link that, uh, that piece. So that's awesome. We'll listen to that in a little bit. Um, and then he, Drew says, I was screaming red five at the TV when I saw, it. and I, I wasn't screaming it cause it was four 30 in the morning, but, um, I did think it, <laughs> I was with you, Drew. I was with you. Red five. Um, yeah, but then we, then we see he gets his hallway scene and it is so freaking good. It's so satisfying. And what I loved was I loved all the shots of him like going through, he like, you, he, force pushed and he force pulled and he slaughtered him with the lightsaber. It was so fluid. He was moving like Anakin did. It yeah. was like, this is the legend Luke Skywalker yeah. that we always heard about. And we heard Luke in the last Jedi talk about, I'm not going to do it. Not going to rant. Um, stare uncomfortably at the camera. They are the same Luke. Um, they're, they're the same it's Luke. Super, super good continuity really is i'm i'm going to try really hard to not rant drew help me <laughs> um so um but yes this is the legend of luke skywalker that we saw 
uh, that we saw Luke talk about in The Last Jedi, um, it looks like the legend before he started to, like, really, like, believe in the, like, kind of, before the hubris really, like, started to take over, you know? And so, like, I, I, what I love is that it's a stepping stone for what we do get later, but we always did want to see the legend Luke Skywalker, right? There's no denying that. <laughs> we always wanted to see, like, Luke was pretty great in Return of the Jedi, but, like, he wasn't a legend yet. He was just, like, um, I love you, Ben. <laughs> ben typed, for those of you who, who are listening podcast, he said, uh, Ben typed in, because I was Luke Skywalker, a legend. And that is a line from The Last Jedi. And that is what we saw here. It's what we've always wanted to see. Like, I get it. I get that. We've always wanted to see the legend of Luke Skywalker. And um, and so, yeah, I it was just such an, a treat. And, it, and at this point, my eyes were definitely full of water. <laughs> um, I was having to wipe them away, wipe the water away because I uh, needed to see what was happening. <laughs> and... It was it was beautiful. It was just beautiful. He can he comes in, has the conversation. I love that um I, I love that Grogu, you know, he's he basically says he, to Din, he says, No, he's asking for your permission. Yeah. He wants your permission. And and then Din, you know, gives him permission. He has this amazing moment. And I, this is at the point, at this point, I'm just like weeping (laughs) where he takes off his helmet. I guys, I really did like, this is not like, I'm not just being like overly dramatic here. I literally wept in this part of the episode. Like I don't just weep. I do cry during, during TV shows. I do, but, or during movies especially, but I, I definitely did like, I couldn't stop crying. I'm I'm the crier in this podcast. And this really did happen. Like, Luke got me already, and then it was, like, this emotional wave, and I was like, okay, okay, I think I'm good. And then he took off the helmet, and Grogu reached out and touched his face, and I was like... (laughs) Like, it was just this beautiful moment. He sets him down. Grogu's hugging his leg. (laughs) And then R2 shows up, and then third wave of emotion. (laughs) Like, like, they are just, like, playing with me at this point. And it's it was just beautiful. And what I loved was Luke never forced Grogu to come with him. He never, like, recruited Grogu. He wanted Grogu to decide. And it wasn't until Grogu lifted, you know, raised his arms and, like, was reaching out for Luke that Luke finally bent over and picked him, picked him up and took him with yeah. him. And I thought that was just a really great, great thing. I, I loved it. All of that was so good. <sighs> And that's my third favorite episode of the season. <laughs> like, as a whole, it's it's just crazy, dude. I, I love it so much. Ben, go ahead with your th- number three, or two, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry I took so long again. You're fine, you're fine. I figured, <laughs> I'm honestly, trying. I thought this was going to be your number one, but, like, I get I get, why, I get where you're coming from. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. So this is this yeah. is my number two. Um, it's, uh, it's the rescue as well. Okay. I... I would agree 100% with you. I think that, like, the episode is really great, especially in the last half. Um, this episode is supremely directed by Peyton Reed. Um, yeah. He did such a good job. Um, one of the things I love so much um, that, like, literally, it's 
a shot I think about when I think about this episode is whenever the fight scene starts between Moff Gideon and Din and it's like it's like you know that that we're transitioning into a fight scene because the camera like pulls back past the the dark saber as Din is like readying his spear it's like this perfect little transition shot of just yeah, like all so right good. we're fighting now and it's so it's it's that it's that kinetic feeling you're talking about earlier where it's just like oh i'm in it. it it's visceral i love it yeah, yeah. um yeah, absolutely yeah this episode uh has everything <laughs> i cried a lot in this episode um only reason it's not number one um i would say um cu- well okay couple reasons why it's not number one um <laughs> um it doesn't have a soca no i'm kidding um i <laughs> No, 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 no. It's it's not number one for me because of the same reason Michael said earlier. Actually, it's um like just overall as a full package from beginning to end. My number one enraptured me. Um, yeah, and um, my reason number two is the reason it enraptured me was actually not even just because of the character that's in it, but because of the style that it did it with. Um. So style points apparently mean a lot for me. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, the rescue. I mean, you talked about a lot of it. Luke showing up is the big thing um, for me. I think with this episode, I didn't know how badly I wanted to see Luke <laughs> as uh, you, you actually, I remember you didn't really care for it. Like you actually didn't really like he was not remotely your first no, choice. No. I I I wanted it to be Ezra just because I thought right. it would be really cool to see a character another character that maybe a lot of people aren't acquainted with um and get to introduce him to a whole new audience cuz I love Ezra uh, and I think seeing like an a little bit older sort of more mature version of Ezra would be really cool. Uh, but I also understood if we were to see Ezra We'd have to see Thrawn. There'd be a lot of stuff that would have to happen before that happened. You know, like Luke makes Ahsoka show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Luke makes the most sense. Um, yeah. It's just hands down. He made the most sense. Um, so I get why they chose Luke. <clears throat> I think that his whole thing was really well done. I think that I have a tendency to not want, people to do keep going back to the same well so i think that was my initial kind of like we don't need to return back to the skywalker well like that was my initial standoffishness of it i think um it had nothing to do with not liking luke it had nothing to do with um me thinking he wasn't a good choice it was literally just like i just want different i think you know but it was the right choice like (laughs) All in all, it was the right choice. I was weeping. Um, didn't even know how badly I wanted to see his um, his hallway scene. Um, it was so good. I loved um, everything about like all of the women just kicking butt in that whole sequence where they're just like walking through the <laughs> um, the cruiser, uh, just killing all the stormtroopers. Um, that was amazing. I, um, I think that 
it was beautifully directed. Um, there's some cool stuff that we're going to get to experience um, as far as, like, you know, where the story goes from here because of it. Um, and I think it was a beautiful way to wrap up the season. <clears throat> yeah. um, so, all in all, an amazing episode. I was kind of like, I was a little like you, uh, whatever <laughs> Luke first showed up, where I was like, one X-Wing. Only one freaking person in the entire galaxy just flies around in an X-Wing. Like, by, by, by themselves. themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I was like already 90% sure it was Luke Skywalker. The other 10% was like my emotions trying to protect themselves from like... You were guarded. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> like, I swear, if it's like some just random no-name that just happens to be flying an X-Wing. I'll be happy that it's a new Jedi. Totally cool with that. But <clears throat> why lead us on like that? Like, that that would have been my whole thing. Um, right. So, yeah, I was like, yeah. it's Luke. Like, they wouldn't lead us on like this um, unless they wanted the <laughs> fan base to tear them apart. Um, so, yeah. Jar, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Hops it's out of the X Wing in a in a cloak. God. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, be ridiculous. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, and of course, we get the little teaser at the end for the Boba Fett show. Excited for that. Oh, um, yes. So so good. That was great as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have no complaints for this episode. Um, Literally, I think I just basically had to explain why it wasn't my number one. <laughs> you know. Same too. I mean, honestly, like I forgot to mention the awesomeness of the like girl squad. <laughs> They're so cool. Uh, yeah. Going through like Fennec Shand, Cara Dune, Bo Katan, and Cosca Reeves were just awesome yeah. going through and destroying everything and everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were they were awesome. They had great little banter going on and it was uh, it was it I didn't know I needed to see that. Yeah. And um especially Fennec, dude. I Fennec kind of stole the show for me in that part when she was yeah. like cover cover me. And she was just doing this awesome action. It was so good. Fennec's amazing. Um just so you know Drew said That's... I gotta take the trash out the, out to the road. If I'm not back in five minutes, I have been murdered. <laughs> I love Drew so much. So it's been like four minutes, Drew. I hope you're back, man. <laughs> um. All right. Is that is that all your thoughts, dude? On that one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my number two, and this one is the one that moved up. It switched places with the rescue because the rescue was number two. The marshal. Okay. The Marshal was my number three. As you were talking about it, I was like, who am I kidding? This is my number two. <laughs> like, like, I'm not trying to talk myself out of anything. This is yeah. like, this episode, dude, when you, like, you said something about how it's just a complete adventure. Yeah. But it's cinematic. It's a, it's a it's cinematic not, experience. Like, it, it's, it's almost, it's like a short movie. Yeah. Like, like, what's the term for short? A short film? What's that? What's that again? Oh, yeah, short film. <laughs> no, but really, though, it, it really is a... It's it's this, like, adventure that's, like, 50 minutes long. It's our longest episode of the show. Mm -hmm. And 
it what I love the pacing because there are certain parts of the episode that really take their time. Yes. And I love that so much. And but like there's also these these big these little characters the <laughs> Drew Drew Miller says the dead speak. Oh god. So he was killed. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> but I know, somehow I laughed initially, Drew's but back. now this is actually pretty grim. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um but yeah, dude. Number two, the marshal. I, I think that you really covered a whole lot of it earlier, but I want to specifically bring out like um, the music of this episode. Oh, yes. So, so the part where he uh, he's on the speeder going toward Moss Pel. What did we call it earlier? <laughs> I forgot the name. Moss Pelgo. Uh, Moss Pelgo. Ma- Moss Pelgo. That's what it's called. Yeah. So the the music while he's on a speeder heading for that that little town, um, is is incredible because it's it's that um, yes, and then when he gets to the town, it t- it shifts into it's the same melody, but it's a classical guitar, and it's uh. like really chill, and he's like. He's riding through the town like you would on a horse, yeah. like in a western. And these, like, you know, the townsfolk are coming out, and they're like, "Who is this guy? Like, this is a stranger riding into our town." I could just, I could totally see, um, <laughs> I could, to- I could totally see this as a western. Yeah. Um, it's, it's. He really laid into the genre, into the genre right here, and, um, and I loved that. But it's, the, he did this little. And it's just like this beautiful classical guitar doing the melody from before. Yeah. And it's just so good. You guys, you have to listen to that part. It's incredible. And um, also the music for while the sand people are coming into the town later in the episode. It's this like really weird, like Egyptian almost kind of a feel. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's so good. And it's not on the freaking album i don't know why but it's not on there that and sucks. it really makes me so sad it's like my favorite piece of the entire season it's not there um it's so good ludwig said but that one's mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess so i don't know but um drew says force ghosts have signal at least <laughs> have cell signal oh at my least. Gosh. Drew, he also says Gunsmoke, starring Pedro Pascal as Marshall Din... Jaren. No, Jaren. Yeah, yeah, I forgot there was a D there. Um, Din Djarin. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's totally a Western, yeah. dude. I love the little village. And then that whole scene with Cobb Vanth where he walks into the bar with this helmet, with, with the Boba Fett armor and the helmet, and it's just like... That little scene with them at the table when Din yeah. ta- when uh, when he takes the helmet off, Din is like, "Wait, you're taking your helmet off. You must not be Mandalorian." Yeah. It's like the first time of many of those this season, and it's so good. Um, the obviously you have the crate dragon. That whole adventure is awesome. I love, I love the trope, the classic Western trope of like, um of you know townsfolk and you know the more native tribe or whatever working together for a common goal um i do think that's one of my favorite things about this episode was i actually have more understanding for sand people yes 
I think that that's one of my favorite things about this whole season, actually. Like, if I'm, like, if I'm sitting here thinking, like, obviously there's, like, oh, Stoka shows up and, like, Luke showed up. There's, like, obvious big moments. But, like, if I'm just thinking things that The Mandalorian has made me love more about Star Wars, I would have never thought Sand People would have been one of them. <laughs> but, dude, they totally, like, I get it. Yeah. And um, I, I totally... I totally bought it too. Yeah. Like it wasn't far fetched for me remotely. And I loved how Din goes out of his way to like, he like has meals with them. He yeah. stays with them. He's learned their language. He's clearly spent time with them. He understands them. He understands what they want. And even, even when they were back at the village and trying to convince the town people to help, um, Din was like, they're brutal. Yes, they're brutal. But, but they're also like honorable or something like that. I can't remember what the word was, but they're also, but they also keep their word and yeah. Um, or, or something like that. So yeah, it's like, I can't remember, but they, I know what you're talking about though. It was like, Din's not ignoring the fact that they're brutal people, but they're also people of principle yeah. who like, if they make a deal, they're going to help you. They're going to stick to it. Yeah. And so I, I loved, I loved Din's influence on the town with, with that. And mm -hmm. I just thought it was amazing. Um, this episode out of, and I guess really, I don't have, you really covered the, the vast majority of this episode and probably a good thing. Cause I've talked so much on the others, but <laughs> I think all in all, this one is so high because I want to go back and watch this one over and over and over and over. It's a star Wars adventure that I want to go relive all the time. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of people rate this a little too low. Like I don't, I don't understand how this is such a low-rated one for certain people. I really, like I really think it's the same reason that I usually end up rating season premieres lower. It's just that it's further in memory. Therefore, people have the other episodes more fresh in their memory, and they don't necessarily remember why it initially took their breath away. Because do you remember? When this episode came out, oh, people the loved it. Overwhelming response of like, mm -hmm. holy crap! Like this is yeah. what Mandalorian is capable of. Like, um, right. like it's people love this episode. I think that they just maybe don't. I think maybe you know all the character character reveals and all of the everything about the season maybe just like swept everybody away, and they've it's kind of been left in the dust. Funny enough, Tatooine. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good explanation. I actually kind of buy into that because you're right. The overwhelming response was positive. It was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Um. Oh, dude. Yeah. John says I don't know. I don't know why it's low. I forgot. You. It is actually low on your list, isn't it? It's. It, is it at the bottom? It's near the bottom. It's number six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I. And. It's probably like us. I mean, I don't feel like I don't I don't get the sense that you hated the episode, no. but like, you know, for us, like I still loved the siege, but it's my least favorite. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. have to you have to pick one. But like for me, this episode is one. I just the the whole vibe. Um, and here's my, the last thing I'll say is that I was nervous that it was on Tatooine when it started because I was like, great, going back to Tatooine. 
we get to see the sand people. We get to see, like, we've seen all this stuff before. You know, I get the kind of the same way you did about Luke. I get the same way about Tatooine yeah. because I love Tatooine, but I also don't want them to just keep revisiting that well and, you know, yeah. nostalgia fishing us. You know, like, I, I feel like they, like, they bait us with nostalgia sometimes. And this episode did not do that. Yeah. And it... And I got to understand the people that live on Tatooine yes. way more, whether it's in the town or or in or the sand people. Like I got to understand them. We got to see the crate dragon. I learned more about Tatooine in this episode than any of the movies. <laughs> like like yeah. honestly. Like I did you know, maybe save the Phantom Menace, but like um I, I learned a ton about Tatooine and I just I, that was a new thing for me. And um, I felt like Dave's episode last season was kind of nostalgia fishing a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit more, a lot more than this one, but this one was great. And I learned a lot about deeper lore because, um, I don't know. I didn't know what a crate dragon was. I, I didn't know about the pearl. I didn't know who Cobb Vanth was, but like, because I don't like, I don't have legends in my brain. Right. I don't have the video game knowledge or whatever. So um, it was cool to see all of this stuff like in such a cinematic way. Like I, I loved all of it. So, for that reason, for those reasons, it is my number two. So, yeah, yeah I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> um, uh, really quick before yes. we go to our number ones, because it's the same number one. Yeah, <laughs> we have the same number one. Um, let's see. Uh, John says it could be three or four for me on another night, dude. I totally get it. I really, really do. Uh, I think I think the believer could possibly be higher on another night. I don't know. I think the heiress could be higher on another night. Um, but yeah, I totally get it, man. Mm-hmm. Drew says, "Are you so glad that Boba f- that Boba saved Fennec instead of Toro?" Dude, you have no idea. <laughs> you mean you mean Toro Callahan? Keep Calican? Toro Callahan Calican? dead. Cal- Is it Callahan? Uh, yeah, Cal- who, more like Callahan. It's a crap. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, Drew, I'm very happy about that. Yes. Um, John says, I think it makes the galaxy seem small when we keep going back to tattooing. Still love the sand people stuff in that lore. Dude, I totally get it. I had the same reservation, but it's because of all the new stuff that I learned. Yeah. And it's because it was in such a fresh new way. Like we didn't spend the whole time in Moss Eisley and we didn't go to the cantina and we you know what I mean? Yeah. We went we went to a different cantina, but it was in it was in a different town. The sand people, the crate dragon, the all of the action. It was so it was just different. It was just much better and we got to actually learn stuff instead of just re- re-explore the stuff we already knew about Tatooine. Yeah. So I'm I was very, very much um pleased with this episode but i do get it i really do all right dude let's do it we gotta talk about that episode okay number one the jedi um should should come as no surprise to anybody who knows me (laughs) um if you listen none whatsoever (laughs) none whatsoever if you listen to our (laughs) podcast episode um this week you'll also know um that ahsoka's kind of the through line for me as far as my favorite things in star wars this year um i dude okay i said earlier style points mean a lot to me and this episode has style in spades 
mm. like like Dave Filoni <laughs> directed his butt off in this and like just he picked a style like I think you know you can say you can you you can like very very understandably say like Rick Famuyiwa had the best directed episode of the season Peyton Reed arguably the best John Favreau arguably the best Dave Filoni I think had my favorite direction this season um the <laughs> the whole samurai style mm. from the get-go all the way to the end was like perfect it was masterful it was masterful it was stylish it was clean it was incredible um i'm not okay here's the really cool thing i'm not usually a fan of like super desaturated muted environments like i got real tired of those in like the i want to say it was like any any gamers out there will know what i'm talking about from like 2003 to like 2009 2010 like every video game that came out that was trying to be like cool and gritty was like just brown and green <laughs> it was just like a bunch of brown and green and uh, a bunch of bland characters and all of this stuff and so like i got really burnt out on that aesthetic this was so different though because even though the color palette was limited in this episode the it really made one it made her lightsabers stand out so much and create incredibly cool lighting in so many scenes. Um, and it also made her stand out so much. Her, like, red and blue just, like, popping in this, like, sort of hazy, like, just gray and brown sort of environment was so cool. Um, like... <laughs> Just it started out with Ahsoka just like running into the forest after these like people with lightsabers. Honestly, okay, you know what it reminded me of, Michael? We're gonna we're what? gonna finally get our Avatar reference. It reminded me yes! of the Blue Spirit um, and our Ooh, introduction to yes. him. Um, I, right. All it was missing was those little bells and the or whatever um mm. was like, that was beautiful oh, man, thank you <laughs> i've um really been practicing um you keep making me smile, dude. <laughs> so okay yeah the um that fight in the beginning the camera work in it as well like like so many great shots that were done well filming her as if she's like a villain even down to giving her like a point of view shot that's like a typical horror thing of like giving the killer a point of a point of view camera angle um like that was another thing he did it was very much so making her extremely inti intimidating Whew. and yeah that was an awesome shot <laughs> And, like, getting her run right, too. Like, you know, you've seen a character animated for so long that you're looking mm. at every movement. And sh they got it. Like, <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah. I I just loved it all. Um, okay, so 
obviously I love the style. I mean, I could talk forever about that, but mm-hmm. um, character reveal of Ahsoka. Rosario Dawson did an incredible job. Um, from beginning to end, I believed her as Ahsoka. Um, I it took me like that one second after I heard her voice to just have to be like, "It's okay. It's not Ashley. It's okay." Like you know, and then I was fine. Like literally, it it didn't bother me the rest of the episode. It was just that one moment where you're like, "It's different," and that's fine. Like <laughs> you just had to comfort yourself. You're like, "It's, it's cool." Um, yeah. So. I I think that um, she did an amazing job just being Ahsoka um, from the moment of, you know, attacking Din and being like, you know, um, like, I hope it's about him. Like, it's just this very, like, Ahsoka line. Um, her conversation with Grogu where they're just talking in the forest and they're behind this beautiful moonlight um or in front of this beautiful moonlight i mean um <laughs> the moon was covering the moon them. was covering them. It was, <laughs> yeah. um and and then like it's just the cinematography of that was beautiful um you we learn a lot about grogu in this episode um so like it's not short on character development or anything like it really does um it's not just a backdoor pilot for ahsoka they re- this episode really does grow the heart of the show, which is the relationship between Mando and Rogu. Um, and it makes you see just how much of a dad <laughs> Mando mm. is too in the, um, the old catch scene. <laughs> um, Dude, it got me so oh good. Gosh. Gosh. I know. And so, um, and you also see Ahsoka kind of like saddened and disheartened you know and like kind of and i I mean she doesn't seem like she's you know in the same place like luke was necessarily but she's definitely seen a lot of crap like we know what she's been through (laughs) and Mm. what she's seen and she seems like she's um you know she's she's there she's she's like yeah I've seen a lot of stuff and I don't think I can train him. (laughs) Um, you know, I think that it was a believable place for her to be in. Um, and I think that Rosario did an incredible job portraying her. I can't wait to see her in the Ahsoka show. Um, the entire last fight, um, with her and Beskar spear lady. Um, they, I mean, Morgan, Morgan, (laughs) Her name was Morgan. Yeah, did you miss that? Her name was definitely Morgan. I might have to put and that this was episode like... number four for that. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was an odd choice. I, I agree. Definitely a weird name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's that's a more disappointing name reveal than Grogu. Like I had a lot of people complaining about Grogu's name being. Uh, why is it Grogu? And I was like, what do you expect it to be? Yo go like. <laughs> Like, did you think it was just going to be another iteration of Yoda? <laughs> like, what? Yo, Yodi. <laughs> Yodi. Um, Yogi. Um, yeah. I, um, uh, she's from the planet Redacted. <laughs> um, no, yeah. 
Um, but seriously though, Kevin, that last, the, Kevin, um, that <laughs> final fight uh, with them though was like so cool, and having the whole samurai fight going on in here and the gunslinger fight going on out here, um, it was just awesome, man. Um, like I said, like, and I think you said it really well. Any number of these like top three or four could just switch spots on any given day. Yeah. Today, man. And honestly, I think most of the time, um, this one stands out to me as like the episode of the season. Yeah. Which is amazing. Me too. Because Dave Filoni directed your least favorite last season. And this season he's, his episode was number one. So it just shows his growth, man. Oh yeah, totally. It just, it shows his growth. It's like, um, you know, last in in last season of the uh, we'll read that in just a second. Uh, the in last season in the behind the scenes, you know, docu series yeah. or whatever, we saw Dave talk a lot about how he didn't know what he was doing. He he was yeah. literally just soaking up and the knowledge from from John Favreau and like having John there every step of the way, um, at like teaching him his ways yeah. and actually being around all the other directors as well and. Um, so Dave really, he learned a lot last season and he, and even after all that, he wasn't like, he wasn't like, I'm, I'm freaking Dave Filoni. I created the Clone Wars. I created Rebels. I will direct this episode how I want. He was not like that remotely. He was like, no, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Show me what to do, John. (laughs) He was, he's like eager to learn, but always eager to get like, he's, he's like, never stop getting better. And someone like that is going to improve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when someone is Dave Filoni. And so I knew his next episode would be better. I had no reservations about that whatsoever. Um, you know, I had reservations about how much better it would be, but I knew it would be an improvement. I did not see this coming. I did not see this coming at all. Yeah. I saw... I definitely knew there would be a lot of care taken or, you know, a lot of care given to the character of, of, uh, Ahsoka. I, that was obvious. It's his baby, you know, but the way that he directed this episode was really like, it was, it was so good. Yeah. (laughs) And I like you, you hit on a whole bunch of the stuff and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going. Hold on. Let's let's read this really quick. Let's read this really quick. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew says I have confirmed her home planet. It was deleted from an official Instagram account. I don't think it's a spoiler, but it could be. Uh, Drew, you're good. There's three of us in here, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna really, really toss some rocks yeah. in the pond if you do this. And here's the thing. It's a it's a Clone Wars deep cut too. So it's like it's you're good. You're yeah. good. Um, go for it. Um. So I, I want to see John's reaction. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you covered a lot about the tone, like the color palette and the and all that, the samurai vibe. I loved it so much. What I when you said it made Ahsoka stand out, you know, the colors and everything. I also kind of, I also kind of noticed that it made Ahsoka's like personality stand yeah. out as well. Yeah. It wasn't just her colors as a as a creature, right. as a person, it was her, it was her, her personality, her, her charm, 
Ahsoka is a very charming, uh, likable person, and the way that she, the way that she uh, acted definitely was contrasted with the tone of the rest of the like the planet that she was living on for some reason, um, and so. I, I, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really interesting. I love the moment. You you kind of already touched on the moments between Ahsoka and Grogu and like learning that Grogu is from the uh, the Jedi Temple and was trained there already for a while. We learned his name is Grogu, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, I personally love the name Grogu. Um, it was only weird for like five seconds because it wasn't baby Yoda anymore. We actually had a name. So like, I just had to get used to it. His name is but, like, Bobby Yoda. <laughs> his name is Bobby Yoda. Yeah. Uh, hey, my wife is in here. Hey. He's, she says, hi, love for <laughs> love my nerdy husband. <laughs> yeah. She's probably like, I can't believe you're still on here. It's 10 50. <laughs> love my nerdy husband. Uh, I love you too, babe. I love you too, babe. I'll be done in a minute. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Drew says it was posted very soon. Oh, uh, I'll get in that in a second. Uh, But yeah, dude, so that scene with Grogu, I loved it. I love the name Grogu. It wasn't, it really wasn't an adjustment for me other than just stop calling him Baby Yoda. But I love the name. It works. It's perfect. It's, It's kind of like... It's it's a little bit like quirky, and I feel like he's quirky anyway. I feel yeah. like he's like, I I don't know. I love it. I I think I don't know what people were expecting. I think I know. you might have been you might have hit the nail on the head. Like I feel like they were just thinking, well, Yoda, Yaddle, uh, Yodi. <laughs> like, I, I literally did. Like I was I was watching it with Sarah, and I remember her reaction whenever um, they said Rogu. She goes, she's like, hmm. it's kind of disappointing. And I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> this is Thaddeus. <laughs> Thaddeus. I love it. I, I really do love Thaddeus it. Thaddeus Kenobi um, the third. Yeah, I, I really do look Thaddeus Kenobi the third. I love it. Um, that father son moment yeah. with the, with the catch dude, it, I think it really hits me because my dad played catch with me a lot. Like, Oh, like we we played catch. I'm kidding, we had the same time. <laughs> you didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Dad played catch with me like all the time, and like you know, teaching you how to play, how to catch the ball and throw it, and all that. Obviously, this is different. Like you know, he didn't like yeah throw it really, <laughs> um, but he it was a thing. It was very reminiscent of like a father son teaching him how to play catch kind of a moment because whenever he caught the ball, Din's like, great job. Yeah. I knew you could do it. Like, great job, kid. Like it was reaction. Yeah. It was so good. Like, and, and at that point, Ahsoka just sitting there watching, it's like, wow, their bond is very strong. The attachment is great. And, um, and, and I can't train him because of this, not because of the attachment, but because of the, fear that that attachment will lead to. Yeah. And and so I I thought it worked really well for me. I I loved it. it this episode really did hit on it's 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 kind of got all the pieces. Kind of like I was talking about with really all three of these previous episodes, but like particularly the believer where it's like I feel like it's got the it's clearly got the action, right? Yeah. 
Um, but it's got the plot development and it's also got the character in the heart. You yeah. know, it's got all three big elements for me. And I, I just thought it was so good. I really love the, um, I really love the action in this episode. I love, oh uh, God, that, that intro with Ahsoka. Um, it's just, it's, I love that they didn't wait till the end of the episode to bring oh, her in gosh, and like, I love that it was just like, oh, we're five seconds in, zhing, <laughs> lightsabers. It was so it was so unexpected and so wonderful that we got the entire episode with her, and um, I love that we have like this this like western standoff out in the you know outside the walls, mm-hmm. and we have this samurai more more you know standoff inside. You know, obviously both are influenced by each other. I love the dichotomy of like both of them being like side by side you have yeah. like you have din literally shoots him by pulling it from his holster and like it was such a western cowboy thing yeah. but then inside you have the more samurai more like asian influence stuff and it's so cool the sound design the shing the shing <laughs> i love the sh- i love the shing it's so good it's like so dramatic but it's so awesome <laughs> the of the the pure beskar spear versus the lightsaber it's such a great touch which obviously sets up stuff for later um i i love this episode it's my it's going to be between this and the marshall it will those will be my most watched my most rewatched episodes because they have so much vibe (laughs) they have so much style they have so much character so much heart um, although this one has more character, I would think, like, as far as, like, our two main characters yeah. go. Also, um, um, no, I don't think it's any accident that those two are the ones that are created by the creators of the show. You know? Like, they're the ones that are directed to- by a- the creators of the show. Wow, I didn't even put that together. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really great point. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, that's, that's, that's weird. <laughs> It's not weird, actually. It makes a lot of sense. Michael yeah, I think okay. I'm a shill. A I'm a Disney you're... shill, apparently. You're a Disney shill. How dare you like anything they've put out? Yeah. Do you know clearly, what they did I'm... to George Lucas? They gave him so much money. Who <laughs> <laughs> would do something? They destroyed thing. his life. <laughs> so ridiculous. Well, there we go. I, I, I. I feel like you really covered that episode a little more, and yes, I feel like that I, was I got a little that into was, it. Sorry. <laughs> are you kidding me? I was gonna say I'm glad oh. because <laughs> I you saw what I did on the back half. So <laughs> you talked about the tragedy for a solid like 20 minutes. I think <laughs> it's so good, and it's at number five. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, guys, I mean, I think this just shows, like, how great the season was. Like, Seriously. we talked for three hours about an eight-episode ranking. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's it's so – it's it was – from beginning to end, I don't know if I, – I don't think I would rate any episode below an 8 out of 10. And I'm not even kidding. Like, that is crazy. Yeah. Maybe a 7.5 if I'm really pushing it. I don't, I don't think so, though. <laughs> I really don't. Um, yeah. And then those those top three those top three or four are like nine point five and above. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, okay, let's see here. Let's let's go through the chat just a little bit. 
Drew says uh, it was posted and very soon after deleted by a member of the hair and makeup department from the show. I have the screenshots, of course. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, so Drew said that up here, he said the magistrate is from Dathomir. Yeah. And um, that could be really interesting. I mean, obviously, like, we haven't had that confirmed anywhere. It was just... Uh, it's it's pretty evident, but it's not been truly confirmed yet. But what's really um, cool about that, actually, now so <laughs> I know I said that it lo- the episode loses points for naming its villain Morgan, but um, <laughs> it's just such a typical like like sorority house name, you know. Like, anyways, so um, but uh, in Jedi Fallen Order, there's a character that is from Dathomir. And her name is Marin. Um, so that's actually kind of interesting. It's like just a little. It's it's like someone said Morgan, but they ate too much gravy, and then they tried to say Morgan. Marin. <laughs> ben, also just remember, like this is this is a franchise that did name a. I, I guess he was a Jedi, Kyle. <laughs> right? Is he a Jedi? Wait. Kyle Katarn? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle. So I, I think that Kyle. I'm Kyle. <laughs> yeah, you have like Mace Windu and all all these other. A Yoda, Mace Windu. Yeah, Marin. And a, Kyle. Marin is a great character. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Kyle. I want like a Sith Lord that's named something like, I don't know. Mark. Just Mark. <laughs> Mark. Or like Tad. <laughs> um yeah, but you have to defeat my apprentice, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> you have to defeat my apprentice, Scooter. <laughs> Scooter. Just like all the dumbest frat boy names. <laughs> that one got me. <laughs> Darth Scooter. <sighs> Darth Scooter. Oh Lord. Uh, John said. <laughs> John said. Um, I love that Kurosawa um, heavily influenced the Italian-made spaghetti westerns, mm-hmm. and then both. Influence the OG Star Wars, and in one episode, we get gunslinging and samurai fight. It more and more brilliantly. It more and more brilliant. The, I think it's, it's more, more and more yeah. brilliant the, the more I think about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you said that before or after I said that about the dual, uh, you know, standoffs or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I totally agree. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> uh, it does make me, like, my knowledge of... Obviously, if I watch an episode of The Mandalorian, I can be like, that looks like a Western. Or that looks like a samurai. Like, that feels like a samurai. I know what the feels are, but my knowledge of those are very limited. Like, I have seen... I've seen not enough of the classic Westerns. Yeah. And none of the samurai movies. I Except for... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yes, I am. The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Um... I need to watch more samurai movies, like actual ones. So, guys, what do I need to start? What do I need to start with? Um, please tell me, because I just have seen 
The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, so he says way before. Okay, well, I didn't see it, so we're on the same wavelength. Um, please don't judge me about that. I, I, that's really bad. Um, Drew says, uh, or John says, Drew confirmed it. It's confirmed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Drew says, Drew says, I don't make the rules, but John is right. <laughs> um, let's see. John said, I was thinking Arthurian villain, sort of Morgan. I don't know what that means. Ben, do you know what that means? Wait, what was it? I'm sorry. I was reading something later. What did he say? John said, I was thinking Arthurian villain, sort of Morgan. Um, like, um, like Knights of the, of the Round Table, Arthurian, um, probably okay. is what he's talking about. But I, I'm not familiar enough with it to know exactly what he's talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. Darth. Um, Drew says Marin is so cool. And don't forget, Darth Bandon, Bandon is, is from... Not Darth Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really lame. I know. <laughs> it's from Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> Darth Brandon. No, Bandon, yeah. Uh, from KOTOR. Uh, um, ben, check Twitch. Check Twitch? Yes. Oh, there he is. Um, I literally, I've been checking it like all night, and then he finally, okay. <laughs> come on, Rick. Come Rick, on, Rick. Rick, Rick said, Ricks. please notice me. I'm your biggest fans. Please. Oh, God, please. Come on, am I not human? <laughs> All in caps. Rick, let me just say this. If you are our biggest fan, I wish you'd just come into the Facebook chat. <laughs> it would make everything a little easier. Right. <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, band- I don't know Knights of the Old Republic, unfortunately. I will one day, but I, j- I, don't, have the, uh, I don't have the equipment. Abandon <laughs> yeah. um, was like if Mr. Clean turned to the dark side. Individual. <laughs> I'll give you. Oh my god. Um, let's see. The Sith apprentice. Oh, uh, John. Uh, John said yes. She is replying to yeah. Drew. Uh, Drew said the Sith apprentice is named Trevor, and he does he does an anime run into battle, blinding you with his blue hair. It's <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> um. You said, my pupil, Xander, will make quick work of you. <laughs> the Karate Kid. Oh, wait. <laughs> Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. Yes, yeah, so that is one that I've definitely heard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Seven Samurai is what the Magnificent Seven is based on, but good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, wait. Drew said... Oh, he just requested to join the group. I thought he was in the group. Yeah, I did too. Rick. Oh, he did just request to join the group. (laughs) I just saw that. It's what? I don't have it. Oh, there he is. Yep. Okay. Uh, Approve. You are now a part of the tribe. We are now part of the tribe. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's from Return of the Jedi. Um, I know. I'm on a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Stop making me snort. Oh. <laughs> um, Drew, thank you for that heads up, by the way. Yeah, seriously. R- Rick, if you, if you we're we're waiting on you, come in, 
Come into the chat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no. So, um, yeah, easiest boss fight in the game about would Bandon. be, I guess, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Xander. Good lord. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. John says, also, Hidden Fortress is a great Kurosawa film. I have heard of that one as well. Yeah. Okay, so Seven Samurai and Hidden Fortress. I will watch both of these. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then Drew says, "I have added both to my movie list." Yeah, I need to watch both. I need to watch both of those. Actually, I I, I need to familiarize myself with all of these. Um, we we need to get off here. We've been going for no, a long time. I have a wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. You do. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us through this ridiculously long rankings video. <laughs> um, usually, it was we fun. usually keep these to like top three now because we've learned our lesson so many times. But <laughs> but I mean, there's eight there's episodes. Eight episodes so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He <laughs> opens the fight with emo rars and mosh pit windmill arms. Good lord. <laughs> so Drew, we need to hang out. So yeah, dude, we do need to hang out. Um, John says, fun time. Thanks, gents. Yeah, man. Thanks and Drew in. says, I'm going to watch Cobra Kai. Bye-bye, everyone. Yes. Y'all, thank you so much for joining yes. us. We will be back next week. And we have a podcast episode coming out this Wednesday like normal. Yeah. And um, it'll be really fun. And this will also be dumped onto the uh, the in the audio form on the podcast feed as yes. well. So you got plenty of content. You can re-listen or whatever. So uh, thanks to you guys. And I, we will talk to y'all next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.